can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the Green Dragon. Hello and welcome to the Green Dragon's Silmarilli Evil episode. Oh, so evil. I'm Jeremy and with me is Nick. Yes, that's me. Who has been on probably once before, maybe twice before, but we feel like he's a part of the podcast because he's always around playing games with us. So we have Nick, who is our Resident Evil player for the first time ever. That's right. And myself, who is an evil player at heart, who sometimes plays good, but I feel more comfortable doing evil. So we were representing the evil side at Sill, and we're going to give you our story. Yeah, this podcast is so evil. We're actually um, drowning kittens as we speak. Well, well, a kitten, but that's okay. That's, yeah, that's, 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 that's one. We're just a little bit evil. Not evil enough. We're like we're like the Diet Coke of evil. That's really dark. <laughs> so Sill is our favorite event of the year. This is a tournament run by this year Josh and Tim. It's it was a six fifty point event where you had to nominate as being good or evil. We got up to forty players this year, so twenty good, twenty evil, and it's a team tournament where everyone on the evil side is playing for the Silmarils for whatever the prize is, and everyone on the good side is. Yeah, it's. Oh man, this is every Hobbit slash Lord of the Rings event should be like this. This is the greatest event in wargame history. It is so much fun. If you've never been to a seal and you live in Melbourne or Australia or in fact anywhere in the world, you should definitely get on a plane, get in a car and get to seal. It is so much fun. Mm. And Games Workshop designers, Jay and anyone else, Adam, anyone who wants to come along, we've got a special deal for you. We'll definitely buy you drinks on the Saturday night if you come over. That's right. I will pay for Adam Troke's ticket to seal. Not the plane ticket, just the ticket to seal. Perfect. I think Tim and Josh will pay for the plane ticket. Yeah, yeah, um, out of their own pockets, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. We haven't checked that with them, but I'm pretty sure they will. So please come along to that. Uh, so we were very excited. The theme for this year was Return to Numenor. So normally we have a, a, like a time and place in Middle-earth. So this time we were between The Hobbit and the events of The Lord of the Rings. Mm, about we, 10 years before Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, about that. I think there was, what, 30 years between that? I'm not entirely sure. Mm. But we basically, Numenor has reappeared out of the ocean mm. through some Duces Machina type event yep. and everyone from Middle Earth has just like, right, we are getting on a boat and we are legging it over here to this new island because there's a new island, which which is what I would do. Yeah, I would definitely, if I was in Arda, I'd be like, oh, island comes out of the sea. I've got to check it out. Yeah, yeah, like if there was something like, I don't know, a volcano erupted in the Pacific and somehow formed an island, I don't think that's how it works, but let's just say that's how it happened. Maybe there's a wizard that did it. Yeah. Then I would definitely be over there straight away. Yeah. First, awesome. bo- first boat. I'm sailing over there. Yeah, Maybe yeah. I wouldn't get on a plane. Yeah. Definitely a boat. So our armies were themed around that event, which is a bit of an unusual event, but it was it was a good sort of talking point. There was a lot of restrictions for armies. Mm. So anyone who died during the Hobbit was out. Yep. Anyone who was second age, out. Yep. Anyone who was fourth age, probably not playing yet. Yeah, that's right. They probably weren't born. Um, so legendary legions were totally out because mm. they were set in the time of the War of the Rings. So we haven't got to the War of the Ring yet. Yep. Uh, Mordor's at its full power here. So that's a pretty good army list. Elves... I know that they were sort of cloistered in their home for most of this time, but they saw a new island. They said, well, we're there. Like, yeah. let's get out. Tom Bombadil was excited about this. Yeah, he thought new beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Like some some bumblebees perhaps around or something. So he, he left his old forest for the first time ever and just got on the boat. Yep. Um, there were some interesting restrictions. Uh, poor Bolgan as all died. The Hunter Orcs are a bit uh, unfortunate because all their characters got their heads chopped off in the movies. Yeah, all the named characters. Though. They had none of them did that. They just had captains. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, so there was uh, probably harsher restrictions on evil in that the good restrictions were things like survivors of Lake Town were just out. Yeah. Um, Numenor was just out. So armies were gone. This uh, was a concern to some of the players. There were some players I know who didn't come at all because their armies were not allowed in the event, which is unfortunate. Mm. But um, they missed out. And, and clearly it's worked for a lot of people because 40 players in an Australian event is big numbers. Yeah. I've, I thought... um. I really like the idea of the restrictions, but I didn't because I'm I don't play that much. I didn't realize the impact that the restrictions would have had on army composition. And so, as you know, we'll get to later on. I had a really great time, and I I thought it was a lot of fun. But I think probably some more forward planning with the restrictions might be an option for next year. Yeah, I think I think the issue we had. Um, with the restrictions as much as anything is you started to see the same characters over and over again. Mm. So for, for the good armies, I know that I played a lot of Boromir. Yep. Um, there was a lot of Imrahil around yep. um, and some of the elf heroes a few times. And yep. I, for a story event, I would have loved there to be some sort of mechanic where it restricted the, the named heroes a little bit. Mm. Yeah, definitely. But that said, I took some named heroes, and I think you took some named heroes as well, Nick. So I think I took all named. No, I didn't. I had one that wasn't named. Yeah, I, I think I was the same as well. But it was it was a pretty famous hero anyway. So yeah. we've we've we'll get into our our preparation, I think, and and mm. how we got ready for this event. So the original plan, Nick, we were gonna basically try to make sure we're fighting on the same table because in the past you've had to defend like a part of Middle Earth. So we, yeah. we went on the assumption that that's probably going to happen again. So we wanted some armies that were themed against each other. So Yeah, so I took the Serpent Horde, which is... I'd never played... Out of scenarios, never played an evil army before. And I really enjoyed them. I thought they were a heap of fun. Really, really fun. Um, I, I'd i never taken um, Suladan before, obviously, because I'd never played an evil army. And he was so much more powerful in combat than I anticipated. And I think it's it's one of the new additions and new rules. There's a lot of six-inch banners with characters now. And just that alone was so powerful. Having him on a cavalry base and being able to banner out everything. It was really, really good. Mm. Yeah, so you took the... We gave you a couple practice games with the Serpent Horde. Mm. Um, I was going to originally take Corsairs to theme with that. Yep. They'll go together. And we're going to paint up the, the Forge World heroes, have a, a Raza and a... Um, I can't remember what the other... Uh, Delgamar? Del- Delgamar, yes. Yeah. Yes, we're going to have that as the, the sort of centerpiece of the force yeah. and play it around with it. And during the testing, um, I played the Corsair list that I was going to take against an elf force that we thought was pretty powerful. Mm. So what was it, Elrond and Kirdan and some friends? Yeah, it was El- Elrond, Kirdan, and then as many... Uh, I think I had six, um, six, six knights and then just as the rest were just all foot... Yep. Rubendale guys. And it just totally shut down my Corsair army entirely. Yeah, it didn't do anything, did so, it? So, shooting, gone. Throw weapons, gone. Yep. Terror, couldn't charge anything except yep. for the Reavers. And once they got in, they got beaten up pretty yeah. much. The Reavers annoyed me a little bit because of the, the whole synergy where the Bosun stops them taking that courage test mm. or count them as, like, they don't take it at all. Yep. So, you've got to get the Bosuns to run away so that they can do their auto charges against yeah. Terror. And yep. then they don't have the Bosuns reroll. Yeah, that's which right. you sort of need. So, yeah. that, that army... I. I thought, look, if it doesn't work, I'm not going to have fun. And if it does work, my opponent's not going to have fun because yeah. I'm literally just going to crossbow them down. And yeah. then when they get close, I'm going to throw weapon them down. And yeah. then when they finally get something in combat, I'm just going to munch it up with my heroes. And yeah. So I thought, no, I I'm, I'm need to need to redesign it. So I redesigned the list and I mm. went for um, a Nazgul on Fell Beast that was the, um, the Knight of Umbar because that's yep. a themed one. About nine Black Numenorians, one of them with a banner because I thought, get rid of the bosun thing. Yep. Let's have a real banner. Yep. That way you don't have to worry about 
you know, bouncing him around yeah, or whatever. Dalgamar and some Corsairs and some still some crossbows, about 10 crossbows instead of the 14 or whatever I had before. Yep. It looked like a good army. But I ran into the problem of the black Numenorian models. Yeah. I tried to paint these guys. I really tried, Nick. Yeah. I tried so hard. Yeah. They're probably 72% done at the moment. Yeah. And that's far enough. Yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to finish these guys. They are horrendous. They're so ugly, aren't they? Oh, they're so bad. They're, they've got the... They're like... Well, you've heard, uh, listeners, my thoughts on the Mouth of Sauron before. And some people have said I'm a bit harsh about that. My concern was the two-dimensional nature of the mm. Mouth of Sauron. Some of the proportions are not right. These mm. guys take it to a whole new level. They make him look good. Yeah, they're, in- they're incredibly bad. Yes. Yeah, they've got... Just nothing about them really works for what I'm yeah. going for. The scale's not right. Yeah. The um, heads are too big. The heads are too big. They've got weird armor. They've defeated too big. They've got like these weird triangle-shaped clothes that will yeah. get caught everywhere. No um, one's using their shield properly. The shields are all behind their back. <laughs> it's like the um, someone said, you know what? Make the model you want, but you're restricted to about six mils of mold space. Yeah. And you need to keep the mold to that. Like the old sort of 80s molds. Yeah, terrible. They're just one piece... So two-dimensional. I've actually got some that are really nice conversions. Someone's converted them for me, and they've mm. probably done the same thing I did. Looked at them and said, get rid of these models. Yep. And the conversions look really good. Yeah, the conversions are great, but the models are terrible. And I've seen some really nice ones online where people have taken Army of the Dead and put the, the rider heads and the shields on them. Yep. And then there's some unreleased ones that have come out, and there's some really nice options around. Mm. Even using the new ring wraiths of Dol Guldur look really nice. So yeah. I just... My heart wasn't in that. And then... Out of the blue came a message from Tim and Josh. It said, Jeremy, can we use some of your boards? And normally when there's a, an event on, like I've got a lot of boards. Yeah. I, I, I sort of roll my eyes a little bit thinking, oh yeah, here we go again. I've got to do all this preparation. But I was so happy to get that message this time. Yeah. I thought, yes, you can. And then Tim asked for a theme. He said, okay, we want no lived in buildings. We want old ruins. We want nature yep. and all that sort of stuff. So immediately I went, okay, how am I going to combine my boards? Yeah. And I wanted to do these 12 by 4 islands because last year we had five 12 by 4 boards. Yeah, yeah. And the best ones are the ones that were themed across yeah, the board. Yeah, across the whole thing. Yeah. yeah it looked really like there was a Rohan one that we played on a few times. It was yep. fantastic because mm. it was themed on the board. Yeah. So I wanted to do that on the whole 12 by 4 all mine, all themed, make it look like a continuous board. Yeah. Um, and so Tim was negotiating with me. We are trying to get three there and I talked him down to two. I said, right, I'll do two. I'll lock in two. Yep. And then slightly later, he's like, oh yeah, can we have your six by four as well? We'll do some doubles. Like, that's fine. Yeah. So I spent time basically making another four by four board. So I've had two of them for the, for one of my themes. Yep. Made a new one and then had to repair my other board and repaint it. So I had my Numenor slash Dolgodor type board. Yep. And I put them together to make one board, tried mm. to make it look like it was lived in, put, yep. it, put some um, temporary constructions in the middle over a river, yep. um, did it up, spent a bit of time like rebuilding it because they've yeah. been smashed up a bit. You'd made it because we use that one a lot. So it probably gets the most wear and tear on it. Cause the Dolgo Door's got a lot of wear and tear. Yeah. The Numenor one almost never gets used. Yeah. The issue is that it's a beautiful board. The, the columns work so well from mm. a playability point. It's really interesting. Like yeah. it's a game experience like no other. Yeah. Because you've got these solid walls that can block line, but you can climb up them and actually fit a model comfortably on them. Yeah, yeah. So you've got these pillars you can use to like ambush passing cavalry or yeah. like it, it's a really interesting board setup. Your heroes can go into the, um, into like the, the Parthenon type things and fight it out. So you've yeah. got some really nice like parts we can hold on but it's also an open board there's yeah. not a lot of rubble around yeah that's so right. if you want shooting it rewards you really well for that as well mm. but the columns i designed them badly so people would knock them down they'll smash models they'll smash the yeah. columns so i had to have a makeshift redo and i didn't have much time because i was yeah. like up all night 
making this. So I got some quick drying putty, like grabbed a chunk of it, threw it on the sides of the columns, yep. and it just worked. It, it attached itself to them. The columns were stable now. None of them broke. Yeah. It was perfect. So I went that, airbrushed it, got a nice shade of like whitish gray on it, got some special effects from like mosses and that slap some moss slap some mm. other stuff on it end up just looking like a green wash on it but that's fine yeah <laughs> it, they never look like in the picture those sort of effects They're yeah just... they always look odd so yeah. i got that one done and poured some resin on my rivers stuffed it up poured some new resin all yeah. that sort of stuff had some amazing looking boards which i posted on the green dragon page yeah. real excited that i ended up spending all my time doing boards and i mm. didn't care about my army anymore yeah. it's like i remember messaging you over and over and nick saying do you mind using stuff that I've already painted? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Do you mind? And you're like, yeah, that's fine, that's fine, fine. I'm like, I'm not painting a single thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're using it straight out of the box, which I've got a lot of Harrod, so it's not that much of a restriction. Mm. Yeah, it, I, I didn't feel restricted in the list writing at all. Um, I felt like whenever we use your armies, it's like it's like going to a toy store and being like, <laughs> I have a credit card and I can have whatever I want. So, um, But I think there's a lot of Harrod scenarios, aren't there? And that's why... Yes. And, and then the Mumak Riders, obviously... You've got to have quite a almost a whole warband in the in a howder for the um the Mumax. And my Harrod army was my basically one of my few playable War of the Ring armies. Mm. So I played it at a War of the Ring event. It would have been like a thousand five hundred or something like that. Yeah. So I have like hundred plus of the infantry. Yeah. So there's no problem with that. And yeah. a, a Mumak and now I've got two Mumaks and lots of their cavalry because like just one formation of cavalry, you need like twelve of the, yeah. the raiders and yep. I've got like six serpent guard riders and some serpent guard foot and yeah. lots of choices and some fatties with the big swords. Oh, they're so good. Yep. The um, Watchers of Khan, which I hate the models. So yeah. I've actually got some alternative ones I made out of yeah. Rohan and all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, so nice. you had lots of options there. Um, mm. And I went for in the last minute after negotiating with Josh and Tim saying, you know how I've sort of been spending the whole week making terrain for you? Can I change my army list at the last minute? And I just went for an orc horde because I love orcs. Yeah. So, I thought, right, I'm going to pack in a whole bunch of the Metal Orcs and I'll design an army around that. I'm just going to have a ball and I'll, yeah. I'll win some games, I'll lose some games, but I have an army that I love and I, I won't have those ugly black Numenorians in there. Yeah, I, that's right. I, I will eventually get some nice proxies for them because the profile's great, the rules I'm fine mm. with. Just, I know that some people love the models. Good for you. Yeah. I, I um, Let me know if you do and I might have some deals going on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some 72% painted ones. Yeah, we, we can talk. Yeah. Um, so let's go into our army list, Nick, yeah, what yeah. we brought. Do you want to start off with your evil army? Because yours is more refined and more planned. Yeah, so I um, one of my objectives with writing the list was I really wanted a mix of infantry and cavalry. A few armies that I've played on the good side have either been all infantry or um, all cavalry. Like I've played a lot of Rohan and then... I've got my 300s Galadrim army, which is all infantry. And I really wanted to have a bit of a shield wall that could hold an area, but also have some cavalry to, to do cavalry stuff. Um, what I really liked about the Serpent Horde is their 50% bow limit. And um, through our testing, um, what we found is you kind of use the bowmen. I had 15 bows um, on foot and you kind of use them as your front line, as opposed to elven archers that you want to keep back and keep protected you kind of only shoot with them when you get the chance to not you're not necessarily trying to shoot with them so the first warband was um Suladan on a horse nine harrowed with bows one serpent raider with a spear four serpent riders and four serpent guard so um essentially the warbands are designed to all work as an army so the, the the bands are a little bit all over the shop um but i went with as many bows as i could fit without hitting the combat potential. Um, the second warband was Raza, and Raza is just the best. 
he is this little missile that just goes into whatever you want and kills it. The three attacks the um you know, immune to terror. The he jumps to fight six against one of their characters. Oh man, he's he's such a little character. Because you, you warn people at the start of the game, you say Someone in your army, Razra is going to be fight six against, but they always forget it, and you yeah. don't have to reveal it till they start fighting. So you almost um, are guaranteed to be higher fight than one of their heroes, either by striking or by um, by just tricking them and, and having them forget it. So, um, so the second warband was Raza, um, a warrior with banner, five warriors with spears, and six fatties or African um, guard. That was really my combat warband. That's the one that I want to be able to put down on the center line and, and mm. just start fighting straight straight away. And that strength for Burley with double-handed oh, weapons. So good, isn't it? And fight for as well. It's oh, got everything. Those guys is, are so good. They are, they, well, they're only defense four, but they don't really lose that many fights. No. And when they win a fight, they kill stuff. Like I had um, a game against elves that I happened to, you know, roll the fights and, and, and win them. And then by the end of one turn of combat, half the army was dead because you're just wounding on fours or fives. Mm. Just takes them off. Um, and the last uh, warband was a Haradim chief on a horse with a bow, which I don't think I shot once for the whole. No, <laughs> no you don't. Um, and then I had six um, six bowmen, two raiders with bows, two raiders with spears, and two serpent riders. So the point of this warband was to just drop the bowmen off and then rejoin the rest of the army with the cavalry. So all up, there was 12 cavalry models and I think I had 45 models in total. Um, which was a really solid horde. Um, yeah. They could do a lot of... They could hold a point. They can out-grind people. Yeah, it was a really, really fun army to... to yeah, 45 around. at 650 is, is pretty solid. And yours yeah. was a true 45. It wasn't any of those sneaky things that count as more models, but it's really one model to your place. Yeah, that's right. Like... Um, like Iron Hill's Chariot counting as four models, or yeah. Wag Marauders counting as three, this sort of stuff. It's yeah. it's actually 45 models you have to push around. Yeah. And um, yes, you've got low defense, but everything can fight. Everything, yeah. most things can shoot. You've yeah. got some... Saladin and Raza are phenomenal combat heroes. They're really good. And the captain, you've got the march in there if you ever need to get somewhere fast. Yeah. Uh, you can throw some heroic combats. You might probably on the low side compared to a lot of armies, mm. but eight might's plenty to do what you want to do. I didn't feel I was ever low on might, to be honest, mm. because Raza is so good on his own without might because he almost gets a free strike fighting that hero. Yeah. Um, it's it's not quite as good as a strike, but it's almost a free strike um, that I never felt... And because you've got so many models, you can position it in such a way that you don't mind if you lose priority. You're not calling a lot of heroic moves and that sort of thing. I was pretty much calling heroic combats to kill more rather than anything else. A couple yep. marches to get in the position, but that was about it. Yeah, it's 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 a good army, and I remember playing like you came over to the house to play a practice game against Chris, yeah, and he was bringing his his, his shooty Gladrum army, yeah, and you, it was I almost freaked out because you you decided that all your archers are going to climb a ruin yep. to get up the top of the ruin in storm the camp, yeah, and then Chris just smiled and just said, "I'm not going to go within 24 inches of that ruin," yep. and <laughs> yeah, basically at that point you almost had the game lost because yep. he was just gunning you down, yeah. And then you did this fantastic redeploy where everything went backwards. The guys dropped down. You lost half of them to injuries. Yeah, yeah they all broke their legs. And still managed to win the game because you sent a massive cavalry flank, um, managed to, to get Chris to misjudge the formation. David's yep. classic manoeuvre. The Picard manoeuvre. The Picard manoeuvre where, you, where you forget how fast it is because they're walking behind infantry, walking six inches a turn. Yep. And then Chris is very carefully staying out of six inches of the infantry. And then the infantry just jump out of the way and the cavalry charge through. Yep. 
and you managed to pin in combat. You got some lucky kills and then stormed the camp quite yeah. convincingly. Well, I'd never played Storm the Camp before, so I was really concerned with him running at the camp. Um, and having played it twice now, because I played it once on the weekend as well, that it, that's not really what happens. You kind of fight in the middle and you feel lucky you get one model through or you can both sit in your camp and play for a draw. And yeah, it's not... No one really runs to the other camp, to be honest. No, no, it's it's a grind and then a break, an opportunity to break through. Yeah, when, that's when right. you've weakened it out. I've got one problem with Storm the Camp in that you set up so far away from each other. You yeah. spend two, three turns just walking around doing not a whole lot. Yeah, I think it should be much higher, like even twenty four inches from the corner deployment. Yeah, and let's get some action right away because you still have to travel a long way. Yeah, well, that's what I found in both games is that it takes so long for your armies to even get within fighting range. And then you're kind of doing this dance in the middle where you don't want to get into fighting range because you don't want yeah. to get overrun first. It's yeah, it was it's a really maybe twenty four inches and, and twelve inches counts as a camp. Just yeah, deploying further out. Then suddenly you're engaging earlier and, and getting the game. Yeah, on and earlier. you've got an option for those armies that are just pure combat to to run at them yeah. and put them under pressure because they're it's one of those ones that, like the shooting armies, could just hang back in the camp, shoot, 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 and then send a couple yeah. models and yep. hope. So, time is a concern on that one. But yeah, okay. So that's your army list, Nick, and we'll hear how it goes very shortly. Mm. I've got my army list here as well. So my my last minute army list, I threw together. I looked at my painting table. I looked at what was around. and I thought I'm going to take the stuff that I've been painting and that looks good. Yep. So I have recently painted one of my first forgewood models in a long time. Zagdush, the orc captain with two swords. Yeah, he's cool. Really nice looking model. So I thought he's going in the list. I love the orcs. He's definitely going in. The Gorgoroth beast I have was sitting outside. I don't know why it didn't fit in a box or something like that. I just looked at that on the, the paint and went, right, he's going in the list as well. Yeah. L- love the look of my Gorgoroth beast. It was a pain to put together. It was mm. a rubbish model. It was right from the, the Swiss cheese fine cast era where like you had to re-sculpt half of it. Is that fine cast? Yeah. Oh, what a yeah. nightmare. But it looks really good and it's a really nice model and the proportions are nice and the orcs in the howder mm. are really good and the rules have changed a lot. So I thought, It'll feel different to me. Like, mm. it's almost a mini Mumak at the moment. Yeah, wow. So, I thought, he goes in the list. Now, then I thought, I've got to take some stuff to, to make my army work. So, I've gone for... Like, I have Zagdush strikes, but I thought, I need to get another heroic strike in here because I'm going to go be going against every single army that's better fight than me. Yep. So, Grishnak enters the army. Mm-hmm. I've also got a Grishnak that's painted in the same color scheme with the Gorgoroth Beast. He's got a shield. So Yeah, cool. So I like I like Grishnak. He's a he's a nice model. He's got the backstabber rule, which I didn't remember for the entire event. <laughs> but didn't you remember day two? We talked about him tonight. We talked about it, yeah, I forgot it again. But he's got the strike. His job is he's a two attack orc hero with strike and he generates heroic yeah. combats and things. Yeah. So couple named orcs. Then I needed a shaman of some kind. Like I've, I'm denied about the effectiveness of shamans. Mm. I, I have. Um, I if you're going Moran and orcs or orcs, you take a shaman. Yep. Straight out. Like that auto pass courage bubble is so handy. It just you can, your army can die, and there's there's ways where people can get like channeled terrifying auras and things like yeah, that. It's and you just cannot. Even your heroes can't engage. So yep. you need that shaman around. And I went right. I'm going for the most offensive, ridiculous shaman I could possibly have. Cardwish the Firecaller, yeah. who's insanely good. Like, he is just wonderful. He's fun because you can regenerate his will. You can sacrifice him for a ring wraith, And he keeps your army together. He is the linchpin mm. of this army. He's he, he's just ridiculously good. He's I don't know why he's so cheap. And then because he can sack himself, I needed a leader. So I thought, generic ring wraith. 
That's yep. what I'm going to take for my leader. I've taken a ring wraith with two points of might, nine points of will, one point of fate, and a horse. So he's a pretty, pretty budget. Like, well, he's ninety points. He's not that budget, but he's not over the top expensive. Like he's almost the same cost as Suladan, mm. and he's nowhere near as good as that. Yeah. But importantly, he's got march. Mm-hmm. So generic ring wraiths have march. He's got jack of all trades with his spells. So yep. I thought going in that I could get him to pull off some key spells at key times. So I can do that. He's one that I know how to play Rafe, so no one's going to get to him ever. Mm. Like, unless my whole army dies, you're not going to be able to get a shot at my leader. And he's just, it gives me some real options here. And I feel like I'm confident enough of orcs that my orc army with a huge number of shieldmen, um, slightly less spearmen, a banner, and some couple two-handed weapons, a few orc bows, and the great beast would be fine. I ended up with 50 models, mm. but that's because the great beast counts as 10 models. Oh, wow. Okay. So I was actually playing with 41 models on yep. the table. The Great Beast is great for the breakpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, I found out it was amazing for shooting. Yeah. And it was a big decoy. Yeah. <laughs> so it just smoothly sails along and they all shoot and hit on five plus and you can shoot while it's in combat. It's really good. Yeah. So think about it as a moving shooting platform. Like I can move pretty much eight inches and shoot mm. at five plus to hit. That's what the best good armies do. Yeah. Like we're talking about things like throwing weapons. Yeah, sure, it's strength too, but that's enough yeah. a lot. And yes, they don't all see because it's got a annoying hump in his back. So you look for models I view and only parts, parts of them can see. Yep. But you get enough. You're throwing six dice at something. And if you want to get a wound on it, you've got a good chance of hitting a couple of times yep. and at least making them think twice about it. Mm. Uh, so the army itself, I think, is pretty well designed. It's got all the stuff I like. I thought, if I, in an event like this, you want an army that if you lose, you're still going to have fun. Yep. And it did. It, this is the kind of army for me that does that. All my orc heroes had a bit of a story to them. They all had names. So I was going to remember mm-hmm. their key moments. Yep. Um, I, I love Ring Race. I think they are the Lord of the Rings model. Like, So to take a Ring Race, I don't care if it's not the optimal choice. It's a lovely model. Yep. I went through my case, got my favorite Ring Race on horse, yep. and was able to bring it out. And just having... He had to be my leader. So if I was playing Contest of Champions, I would have had to do some really clever stuff. Yep. But I was okay with that. I, give me a challenge. A 50 models is very forgiving at 650. Yep. Orcs, I just find orcs so reliable, especially with a shaman to back them up of some kind. They're just good. Yep. So I was excited to play this list and much more so than a Black Numenorans. It's almost a weight off my shoulders. It's like I'm playing with an old love. It was really, yeah. really good. And the Gorgoroth Beast, look, I didn't have massive hopes for it because new rules change. It's probably going to take me three games to learn how to play with it. But it just looks so good that even if it's squished on the ground, orcs falling out of the howdah, it's going to be fun. Yep. So we'll come back very shortly, Nick, with our first round, I think. Mm.
okay, day one of Sil, it's finally arrived. Ooh. The excitement was was it was powerful. It was just amazing. The atmosphere is so good at Sil. So we've we've lined up, and at this point, our evil team had high hopes. We were we were confident we we're gonna win all our games. Yep. Um, at that point, we met a whole bunch of people we'd never seen before and found out they're on evil as well. That was good. Yep. Um, because twenty people is a lot. Like. Honestly, I think there's probably about six or seven of us that knew each other and were are pretty good players. Mm. And then we probably had another dozen people who we are new to the scene. Yeah, or, or never played before. Or play or in different pockets around, yeah. like around a different games workshop store or, or something. So it was really great to meet some new people. Yeah. And I love that because it's good versus evil, like you automatically have some people that you've got vested interest in their games. Yep. So I could go up to these people and have a chat to them and they're like, oh, I, di- I didn't do particularly well and I could give them a bit of advice and they would like take it or whatever yeah. and it wasn't just like you know sometimes at a tournament you can't really give advice to people yeah you, you're everyone against everyone yeah whereas there's no problem me saying well why don't you try throwing your heroes into that yeah like, oh yeah that's a good idea instead of like a normal tournament you would never do that no no like, not at all no unless it was your close friends so round one i got drawn i we got given a board and the best thing about it was each board had its own scenario and it had this amazing printed map that Tim had taken a photo of the board and defined all the terrain for us. Yeah, it was great. So good. It, he did such a good job with that. And I really want to steal those signs from him because a lot of them were my boards. And then yep. I can start like playing them at home. Yeah, yeah, Shove of course. Shove the sign in people's face. So on the sign, we had a full map of the board. We had the scenario. We had scenario rules. They had modified the actual scenario from the book. They put it in red. Yep. So you could see straight away. There was very few that modified it, I found. But some of it was like the range because of the terrain. Yeah. So or deployment zones or that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. so there was some, some really clever modifications and they had really thought about what scenarios would fit on each board. Yep. So I was playing Reconnoiter on a board with a river that went right through the middle of the board. Mm. So part of the Reconnoiter was how do you... like I played that one too. Yeah, actually. how do you get around the river? Which was really good because it, it was just enough to slow people down. It wasn't a wide river, mm. but it was really good. So I drew on the steeps of Andastar, which is in the west of Numenor. Yep. So we had the map up. It was amazing. I was fighting Andrew's army, the dead. So he had the king of the dead, um, three heralds, which I thought was a lot of heralds. That's a lot of heralds. A lot of heralds. That's a lot of might for the king of the dead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Potentially a 10 might king of the dead running around. Mm. Three of the cavalry models, which uh, if I'm honest, Andrew, get some more cavalry models. Yeah. The cavalry dead models are so good. And then a good good number of like a banner bearer and a, I don't know, a dozen or so army of the dead. So it was a good mm. army of the dead army. Mm. I would have, if I was designed that army, I would have probably dropped one herald for a bunch of cav. Yeah. So whatever it is, three cav or for a herald. That cav is so powerful. It's so good. With that in mind, Reconnoiter, the cav was scary. Mm. Like I was so worried about that because army of the dead, um, I've got a terror bubble, fearless with Kardush, mm. but that's only a small part of the battlefield in Reconnoiter. Yeah. So there's going to be my flanks that are going to be taking terror tests against Army of the Dead. Yeah. Scary stuff. So we started to roll to come on, and we both came on really piecemeal. So I think Andrew got a warband with the King of the Dead on, and I got, or maybe it was a Herald, it was, it was something small. Mm. And I got one, like Zagdush's warband, and they came up forward, and then I had to wait for about three or four turns before I got my rest of my army on. Yeah, wow. Whereas Andrew was getting a warband a turn. So he had this like conga line coming at me and he, he I think he thought, I'm going to run at him early on before his army comes on and hope that I can get a few past, which mm. is solid. Like if you can get one or two off in Reconnoiter, suddenly your options are huge. You can yep. just grind out. You can even die yourself yep. just to end the game. Yeah, yeah, of course. So I think that was the right move, but I was able to get my army on and and pinpoint the cavalry models yep. through a lot of effort. Like I think I got one with Kardush um, and I got one with a heroic combat or something and... and Maybe even one was shooting. But my, my objective number one was get rid of those three cavalry models mm-hmm. because I could not have stopped them if they decided to run around my flanks. Yeah. 
like it would have taken a dozen orcs to wall it off. Yep. And even then, there's no guarantee. So I was very pleased with that first mission. I like to set my games up with little objectives. Yep. So it's like, okay, to win this game, what do I have to do? First thing I have to do is kill those three cavalry models. Then I'll reassess. Yep. So if I can kill them, I can do that. Luckily for me, my Gorgoth beast was one of the last to come on. Yep. And it was the point where there wasn't much space to put him on. Mm-hmm. Like, because I had warbands set up. So I brought him on on my left flank, which there wasn't really any of the army that did there, mm-hmm. and looked at the objective, reconnoiter. That counts as 10 models. Yep. If I just leg it off the board with the Great Beast, it's boring, but it's pretty much guaranteed. There's no way the army of the dead's going to beat tw- yeah. 10 models off the board. Yep. And they're going to be safe. Maybe I won't break, but if the army of the dead run off the board, I can just run off the rest of my awkward then. Yep. So they probably have to fight it out with me, and I'm pretty confident of beating them. So I did that, and I think... Andrew's big mistake here is as soon as he saw the beast, he probably should have, uh, apart from losing the cavalry model, uh, the, losing the cav would have helped him, maybe had some more. He should have headed the army of the dead in a task force, a herald and some army of the dead, right at the Gorgoth beast. Because yep. the Gorgoth beast um, has to keep moving. It's only courage two, right? I, I'm not even sure what courage it is, but it's not that big. But the king of the dead would easily take it out. Mm. Easily. And like honestly, most heroes easily take it out. Yeah. But the king of the dead is the, the one because he's fight five. Yeah. So he goes in with some friends, Blades of the Dead, they don't care about the terror it causes, rip it apart as early as possible. Because like I had targeted his cavalry model, mm. I think Andrew needed to target my great beast. Yeah, Because he could not win the game while that was on the board. Yep. And unfortunately, he targeted it with like three Army of the Dead and I ended up bouncing over them. Yep. Killed one in combat, had my few orc friends hold up the other and the Gorgoth beast managed to get off. My Nazgul tried to do some sap wills on the heralds. Yeah. Failed, couldn't get a spell off, but Kardosh was a machine. Yeah. So he was killing an army of the dead every once in a while, and that just helped. And I ended up grinding it out, getting the Gorgoth Beast and a handful of orcs off, and winning that one quite convincingly. I even killed the King of the Dead on the last turn. Yeah, wow. Put everything into him um, some strikes, some combats, everything. Krishnak and, and Zagdush were doing my, my most of my fighting. Um, Krishnak took ages because he was just out of Kardash's range. So yep. he took ages to even get into a fight. He just yeah. kept failing, which is frustrating. Yeah. But it was funny as well. Stupid Krishnak the coward. Um, but I managed to, to like fluke a dead, King of the Dead kill at the end and got 12-0 victory. So it was a yeah, really nice. good start. Uh, the steeps of Andastar were the orcs to hold. So I was very impressed with that. How was your first round, Nick? So I was actually on one of the team tables. So... Um, it was me and Jim Keller. We both had a Harrod army. And the cool thing about this was that they weren't that similar. He had the Betrayer, um, who I was tossing up and taking instead of Suladan. Um, so it was really cool to be able to synergize those two armies together. Um, and then we played um, Jude and Sunal, and they had they both had Rohan armies. And I think theirs, their armies weren't too similar either. I think one of them had Urkenbrand, the other one had Theodred, or I think maybe there was a Theodred on each flank. But yeah, there wasn't that much crossover that you would expect. Uh, it was um, in Armanelos, which was seized the prize in, in a ruin. And the thing that gave us a real advantage was that the prize was in a building and both their armies were fully mounted. And they had um, one little warband of Helmingers that they sent into the building, which was about nine models all up, including, uh, what's the character's name? Grimbold? Uh, Grimbold, yes. Yeah. Grimbold is a Helminger's yeah, yeah. leader. Um, and they sent them in, but my Raza combat warband went in against them. And the Raza Combat Warband just won because mm. it's a high fight uh, and I had banners and had it all set up ready to go. So he actually held, got the prize. Oh, no, he failed to get the prize and then Raza was able to get in and get the prize essentially yep. or, or model from that Warband got the prize and then I won the, the fight in there. And then we just sat in the building while we kind of 
ground out the rest of the army and then made a break for it at the end. We didn't end up getting off the table. But because you could sit in the building and still be over halfway, we knew that we were guaranteed um, the victory points because they just didn't have enough foot models to get into the building and, and compete with us. I think the one mistake they made is they didn't dismount, guys. They dismounted Erkenbrand, but it was a bit too late. Like yeah. There wasn't enough numbers to really compete with that. Um, so I think if if I was playing on the other side, I would have taken quite a few riders off and jumped them in the building and tried to grind out the fight. Yeah, even just getting three or four combat heroes in there. Yep. They had a gambling banner, didn't they, somewhere? They, I think they did, yeah. Yeah, getting gambling behind them and just heroic combat constantly as until much you, as you chop can. it up and get to the prize and yep. then get the prize and then just keep going. Like, yeah. Like the Rohan heroes are fine on foot. Yeah. The Rohan infantry, they're okay on foot but not great. Yeah. Um, but Harrod's not hard to kill. Yeah, so, as soon as as soon as you win a fight against Harrod, you're yeah. generally killing it. So that that would have been a probably better tactic. Yeah, that's that's an interesting board. I'm surprised you didn't allow cavalry in the building at all because there was two entrances which a cavalry base could fit through. One was a bit low, so you'd yeah. have to duck. Yeah, but that's that's an interesting choice. That was a tough board, wasn't it? Because it was almost like a castle in the middle. Yeah. So. Well, we we had a good chat about it, and um, and we thought, oh, and we kind of came to the agreement, all four of us together, that cavalry couldn't fit. Yep. Yep. They needed to dis- oh they could fit they had to jump over the sides oh, um, yes. and I think by that point they were a little bit too cautious on the flanks I think we see as a prize you really got to do everything you can to get to the middle yeah yes there's there's no point in playing the game on the flanks or whatever and trying to kind of with Rohan you you kind of backing off and and kiting and that sort of thing but I think it's one of those scenarios that you've just got to put every if, if you jump off your horses you jump off your horses and just get onto that middle objective not even just get onto the middle objective get past the middle objective. Yep. Because if you can get past it, you've got the objective. And yeah. then it's just, it's so hard to get it off you. Yeah. Like, And that one, you can win the game. If you get the objective off, you've won straight yeah. out. It doesn't matter anything else. Yeah. If you've got the objective over halfway, you only have to either defend your break point or stop your leader dying. Yeah. So you can do something like give your leader the objective and get it to dance around in their half of the board mm. and you've got the auto win. Yeah, that's right. So it's a really tough scenario. How'd you find playing 1,300 point doubles in two and a half hours or so? We we actually got it done really quickly, but I, I think all four of us, um, we all have played at Preston, either played against each yep. other or whatever. So we, we knew each other pretty well. And also we're all pretty accomplished players in terms of knowing mm. the rules and that sort of thing. And so it, that game in particular, I thought went, Really well and really quickly. Yeah, so. no, I must admit, when I heard that you guys finished the game after seeing that castle, I was impressed yeah. because that's a big game. Yeah, and, so and the Harrod side, we had a lot of models because we yeah. both did a kind of spammy list. But I think we were able to get the prize, kill enough in that instance that we got them close to break. And yep. with I find with Rohan, it seems like so many models because the bases are so big, mm. but you kill a couple from shooting and suddenly all these big holes appear. And, yes, and, and you, you start can, getting your infantry in. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's an interesting one. But that was, yeah, lots of fun. Lots of fun. Harrods, I really like Harrod in that it does play fast because mm. you don't have shields yep. and you've got low defense. If you're out of position, you just die. Yep. So it rewards your opponent to play fast as well. Yeah, so that's you right. get those games done. You don't always win, but you get them done. Yeah, that's right. Is, that's nice. Mm. Oh, good. So good good side for the evil. How do we go overall as an evil team at that point? We, we've got two good wins here, Nick. So at the end of round one, uh, evil had won six tables and good had won 10 tables. So, um, the good bonus was uh, minus one courage to evil going into round two. <laughs> oh, no. We weren't behind by that much, though. We were behind by, what, 13 points or something? That's not, uh, not a huge amount. Yeah, it was only uh, 12 points. Okay. 11 points, sorry. 11 points. 
which is pretty much one game. I don't know exactly how many points, but I think it was about 12 points or so for a, a table and about 25 for the doubles or something like that. Or 50, yeah. 50 for the doubles. Yeah, and, and some of the doubles tables were, if one side wins, they got, yeah, 50 bonus points or something like that. Yep. So it wasn't that bad. It was like 150 something to 140 something. It wasn't wasn't too bad at that point. 158 to 147. Yeah. But the thing that worried me was only winning like six tables out of 16 or 18 or yeah. whatever it was. 17, 17 tables. Yeah. So that that's a concern because yeah. if we can't turn it around and get that closer, we're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. yeah. And then Neg One Courage. Like if the good side got Neg One Courage, they would not care. Yep. Like they've all got bodyguard and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and they're all plus two courage for looking at Imrahil and like Yeah, well Angbor making them fearless. Yeah. But like for evil to go from courage two for most of us to, to go courage to courage one. one. Oh. The poor Hunter Orc player with yeah. Hunter Orc generic captains. Yeah, like, like <laughs> talk about a punishment. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane. It'd be like having low fight value, like two minus fight across the board for, yeah. for good or something like that. It's just, just nasty. Yeah, of course. So that's all right. We, we were, it was a solid result and we both got wins. So we move on to round two. Now, I was tasked with defending Armanelos, the central city, on the same board that you had just played on. Yes. So there was another prize that appeared in the same central castle location. That's why everyone went to Numenor. Yeah, yeah. It was just prize after prize all coming out of this thing. So I've got... Caesar Prize down pat. I was teamed up with Dom, who I actually invited along. He's a, a Horace Heresy player by trade, essentially, and then had just had his eyes on Lord of the Rings, made a brilliant army of the Necromancer, like three of the Dolgaldor Raves, two Castellans, and four spiders, giant mm. spiders. So a very fragile in terms of number of models army, but very resilient individual characters. Yep. And I thought, this is the perfect alliance with me because his characters can fight for days, yep. and I've got the orcs to do everything. Yep. So I thought, this is perfect. I whispered to Dom. I said, Dom, our mission is to get to the prize first. Yep. So I've got a march in my army. You don't? I do. I'm going to call a march in my wraith. We're going to leg all your heroes in there. So let's set up our warband so all your powerful heroes are going to come in there next to me. Mm-hmm. You're going to defend me. You're going to head straight to all the entrances and defend. Yep. And we did allow horses through the big entrances. Yep. And that was fine. Like they had Boromir on a horse, Imri mm-hmm. on a horse. It was against Andrew and uh, Al, who had a spammy Gondor and Fiefdoms list. Oh. So big, tough list with some scary heroes. This is That's a super combo. Yeah, it was a good combo. And I thought, you know what? We've just got to get in that building, get the objective, hold it in the building. If we get an opportunity, we'll run around the flanks with the spiders because spiders can move so fast. Yeah. And then get the, get the objective off. We want to go for the objective off, but... Mission number one, get the objective, hold that middle, stop Boromir and Imrahil from getting in the building. Mm. Now, we underestimated it. It seemed like Al and Andrew didn't even want to go in the building. So I spent my march of the turn. I ran my wraith in. I dismounted. I dug up the prize first turn. I had it. And then the wraith's sitting there on his own going, where's everyone else? Yeah. Like, I thought this would be like a war zone at the moment. The other wraiths move up next to the march. Yeah. Slowly move towards the doors. And then they had to engage. Yeah. Because... The others are like, oh, we're not really going to come out that central objective. So we're trying to engage and trying to keep the game going. At this point, I thought, you know what? There's really nothing in terms of the time. We've got two and a half hours, 1,300 points of spam armies. Yep. Like we were outnumbered. Yep. So this That's is a, a, a spam Gondor army, huge army, massive amount of heroes, good heroes. We had, um, is it Hurin who defends the leader? Yeah. He was hiding in the back corner, so we couldn't get any points for leader kill. Yep. We were never going to break them. It was going to be a win to us on timeout for mm. sure. Yep. So like, all right, we're going to make this game fun. So I thought, how are we going to break through? Let's send the Gorgor Wraith's upper flank as a major distraction, yep. put the Necromancer behind him and the spiders and try and palm off the objective to the spiders and get them to run for the edge. Yep. And we almost pulled it off. The Gorgor Beast 
charged forward, shooting Imrahil and Boromir off their horse, running into Gondor, took out a warband of Gondorians that were shield-walling up. The Necromancer was helping him out and eventually fell to like the combination of the might of Boromir, Imrahil, and, and Forlong. Yep. But the nice thing is they're all in the same group and they're pretty well dismounted at this point. Yep. Um, Boromir maybe was, maybe wasn't. So the spiders were went for it and we had it set up perfectly where I think we're probably two turns off getting a spider objective off the board. Yep. But at that point we timed out, which Josh and Tim called last turn and that was fine. Part of this is because on the right flank we just did this, you know when you throw a little warband yeah. and they make it look like they're running at the enemy so the enemy goes into defensive formation and yep. you just duck them back a bit. Yep. And you do it again. And duck them back. Yep. And we had one spider there threatening with the 8-inch range. Yep. And it was enough to just have them shooting us the whole game. Um, they never really went into the objective that much. But we got out by then anyway. Mm-hmm. So we were trying to push out with the wraiths and trying to meet up to the Gorgoroth Feast. Uh, it just didn't quite work out there. But it was a strong win to us. Like I think we yep. got we got most of the points. It would have been 6-0, I think it was, because we got um, the objective and something else. We might, I think we got a wound on the leader. Yeah, nice. Although Asurian might have still been alive. I can't remember. Maybe we miscounted that. Yeah. Um, I, I, maybe we did. I'm sorry we did, guys. It was a fun game. We did have fun. And I think I think Andrew and Al realized that they weren't going to win. So they really enjoyed killing off the Gorgoroth Beast. Like, yeah, that nice. became the game. Yeah. And they defend, They enjoyed stopping us from getting the objective off, which they, they did actually quite well. Yeah. So it was a fun game, but it was Caesar Price, which can be quite one-sided. So yeah, we're happy absolutely. with that. Going really well. Got our doubles game. Once again, held the city of Aminos, uh, the ruined city, the central city. Um, so... Very happy with that. Yeah. Unique. So, I um, I had to journey to Ondetto, the city of champions. And when I got to Ondetto, the city of champions, I saw the champions champions of all them, of them all. I saw Elrond. Oh, no. I saw Arwen. Yep. And I saw Tom Bombadil. Oh, yes. This sort of army. <laughs> and, um, so, there was only about 20 elves in that list. But, obviously, Elrond and Arwen. And then... Tom Bombadil. Who's who was running this army? So it was Jacob. Jacob's army. Yeah. Okay, Jacob's very good at the Tom Bombadil armies as well. I wish Tom Bombadil stayed in the old forest. I think so. Yes. So this is a contest of champs, and uh, it's where your leaders have to start within six inches of the center. Yep. And I saw that his army was really small, and I'm like, oh, I've got a Raza warband that can start on the center line, and that's exactly what it's designed for. So I put Suladan and his warband on, on the center. And the thing was, with this particular table, because of the columns, I couldn't back away immediately with, with Suladan. I had to go around the columns because it's on a big base. So um, what happens is I put Suladan in the middle, I put Raz's warband on, on the center line, and I tried to... I essentially deployed so that I could overwhelm one, one flank. Um, so turn one goes, I lose priority, and... Elrond runs and casts Nature's Wrath. Oh, what is, not even Nature's It's better than Nature's Wrath. No, it's Wrath uh, of the Bruinen. So yep. it also does strength two hits against your defense four yep. guys. So it automatically knocks you off your horse. Yes. And then you have to... It, you roll to one on your throne ro- rider. Yeah, yeah. So you're so, not on the ground as well. So you take the hit from that. You take the hit from Wrath of Bruinen. Yep. And you're on the ground. Yes. Um. So he, he picks up his... What's Elrond got? Three wheel? Yep. He gets picks up his three wheel and rolls them. Yep. And he rolls a five or something as the highest. And then I pick up hands and I roll a five. And he didn't want to use a might point. I'm like, why wouldn't you want to use a no, might? No, he's going to use a might point first anyway. Oh, no, we both called a heroic move. That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and he won the roll off. And then he rolls it. And I ended up resisting. But yep. not with... I either didn't get a six or I got a six and I forgot that I get my will back. Yep. Um, so one of those two. So Sullivan's yeah, yeah. out of will. And I'm like... Phew survived right <laughs> didn't charge me yep 
and then in comes Arwen. Same thing. The same thing, Rutherford Bruin and, and just didn't have any and, and then Jacob goes, Oh no, I think I use a captain's will. Anyway. And then Jacob goes, Oh, I'm out of range of this will, and then he ends up. So Sulan falls off his horse, takes a wound from falling off the horse, takes a wound from Rathabruinen, fails all his fate. So he's on the ground, one wound left. Um, he didn't end up running in with Elrond, and I'm like, Oh man, there's nothing. I I can't send him into combat now. Yep. And because he's just going to die. And so Elrond, so the way this game goes, and I didn't know this, but then Elrond starts fighting things and heroic combating and whatever. And then as soon as he runs out of will, Tom Bombadil just gives him will and might and whatever back. Yes, yes. And so you've just got this combination of Wrath of Bruin and heroic combat, Wrath of Bruin and heroic combat, which you just, at, at eventually you can't do anything about it because you've got no resources left. You can't fight it. And then I actually... Played this game really well. I actually overwhelmed all the elves, got straight mm. into combat, and I was so my intent was to end the game before Elrond could get too many kills up, right? And then hopefully went on break and whatever. But because of his recurring might, I think maybe we this game went for maybe seven turns, so it was a really quick game because he had a small army and I broke yep. it so quickly. Like he did all that damage in the center, but Raz's warband came in, and I reckon I won every fight. And killed with everything. And then I just kept heroic combating and that sort of thing. And then as I was getting close to break, I thought, oh, I'll chuck in Suladan now and get a couple of kills to at least not give him the, mm. you know, seven or five. You know how it goes up by heaps. Yes, yes. But every time I charged Suladan in, Tom Bombadil would charge. Yep. And then Tom and automatically wins. Right, and, yeah. um, so he just, I mean, he played it really well. Yes. He, he played the army exactly how I would play it if I took that army. But I just felt like uh, this, this was a bit of a non-game. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I've got no problem with Jacob taking this list to a normal tournament. Yeah, but this for a thematic event with so many restrictions on the evil armies. Yeah, this felt like a power list. Yeah, like it's like as soon as you're allying Tom Bombadil to traveling over the sea, Elrond who never left his house but suddenly comes out to yep. fight, and then you've got the 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 Rafa Bruin is pretty much the best spell at the moment. Yeah. Like it's, it's insanely good, and evil are so much worse at resisting spells than good are. Yeah, like it's just. It's weird how it's flipped that way. So the good have the offensive spells, mm. and this one is just nasty. And it's it's almost easy play sometimes. It's just yep. like I'm going to hit everyone, and you just have to hope you roll a six on the yep. resist. Yep. And when that's your tactic, to hope to roll a six, you're losing big time. Yeah. If it was a different scenario, you definitely could have taken this out. I I actually think apart from Elrond getting the kills mm. in combat, and because he got that refreshing, if he if Tom Bombadil wasn't in the yeah. the list. Admittedly, he has more elves at that point, right? But if Tom Bombadil's not in the list, I feel like I would have won that game because I played it well enough that I gave Suladan enough turns to then try and rack up some kills and I could box out Elrond. But it was just the refreshing heroics plus yep. that every time you put Suladan in, I'll just he'll, I'll just beat him in combat. And they've made refreshing songs so good. It's just a wound, a yep. might, a will, and a fate. Yeah. Just everything. It's everything. One of everything. And so it's like, I end up killing Arwen and I end up... Yeah. But with Tom, because you can't get in within an inch of him at all, yeah. unless he lets you, it's like there's this bubble that he can just block off so much of the table, protect the heroes so well. It, it was just so difficult it, to even play. Even if he's just walking around of Alrond, yep. he can ensure that Alrond's only fighting one-on-one. Yep. And then if he doesn't like what Alrond's fighting, he can spin around and charge it. Yep, that's so, exactly what happened. And it's... it's uh, there's not a lot of sort of negative type experiences in our game, but that's definitely one of them. That's the, yeah. like you get a matchup where it's like literally you can do nothing. It's sort of the Kyrdan one. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of it on the good side now where it's yeah. just, 
oh, there's your army. You can't do any of it. We cancel everything. Yeah. The old shades, people hated the shade for the same so reason. Yeah. It's, it's, but they're, they're now on the good side. Yeah. It's that endless wrath of Bruinen. Yeah. That's such a negative play. Um, and that's, look, that's, that's fun. There are ways around it. It's not yeah. unbeatable and it's mm-hmm. not like everyone who listens to this can take it and, and win games. Yeah. But in that scenario, like where you have to put your hero, you don't even have the choice to put your hero somewhere else. No, yeah. you have to put you him You put in him middle. where he's going to die first turn. Yeah. And you're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. And I feel like a scenario like Domination or Caesar, you yes, know, yes. take the count. Any, really, any scenario yeah, think, where yeah. you don't have to start in the middle, I feel like yeah. I was in with a real good chance. Yeah. But it was just that combination of army with scenario. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, so you had the... the almost like the Caesar the Prize we've been playing. I yeah. feel like that Contest of Champions and the Caesar the Prize are the two scenarios that are probably the most one-sided. Yeah. That if you've got the right list for it, you just dominate yeah. for it. And yeah, I... I if I was running a tournament, they wouldn't have turned up. Yep. And a themed event like this, fantastic. Yep. But I was surprised that that list got through. Yeah. Uh, it was a. It felt like it was up. It felt like it was a, a tournament winning type list. Yeah. And I think Jacob's a good enough player, and, and, he, is. and he was great fun to play against. Oh, he's a great guy. No, he's not that at all. Um, but I, I don't think he needed to take that. I no, think he didn't. You could have taken just a general Rivendell army, and. Maybe taking Lindia instead of Tom, and so you're kind of getting yes a similar effect without it being so ridiculous. Yeah, because I think Lindia's so. not blocking people, and you're still getting that one free will a turn if you want to use Wrath of Bruin and that. And sort if of you thing. want to heal, you have to use Elrond's heal instead of yeah. Just Tom does it automatically. Yeah, every turn. that's right. Yeah, I think I think um I, I look. It's hard to tell the power levels. Like yeah. we didn't take the dirtiest evil lists, no. and you're starting to see the imbalance here. Whereas yeah. the good players took the really honed lists and yeah. were able to. Yeah. And I think as evil players, we we went, oh, theme event, let's take theme lists. Yeah. And like all spider armies, all hunter orcs, hunter orc captains, these sort yeah. of stuff, which functions against similar type lists. Yeah. But they don't function against an Elrond powered by Tom Bombadil. Yeah. Or some of the other combinations that we hear yeah. about later. So I don't I don't want to sound overly negative about it. The, the army is definitely not beatable and Jacob would have known that in some scenarios he would have been up against it absolutely. Yeah. Because he had a small army. Yeah, of course. It wasn't he could probably even go more powerful than that if he really wanted yeah. to. But um like I, I, I feel like Tom Bombadil in an event where we're going over the river and, yeah. and I, I don't know. I don't I'm I don't know that Tom Bombadil is still a tournament thing. I think once people start discovering it, they're gonna be he can lock down a model. Yep. Yeah. Guaranteed. Any model. And heal your models. Yeah. So he, just that alone, mm. or protect your superhero. Like he's going to start turning up behind Boromir's, and yeah. it's going to be it's going to be, be auto choice. Yeah. Because because also he makes it like that yellow alliance against a- anyone. Yeah. So you can take the most like the he him fighting with anyone is almost unthemed. Yeah. And you're just allowed to do that. It should be red alliances mm. with everyone. I think so. Like that might make be enough. But yeah. So so but nothing against Jacob. Jacob's got. He's found Tom Bombadil. He's got. He plays it really well. He yeah, knows he does. How to play he, it. he knows where to put it. He knows how yeah. to use it. Yeah, definitely. Fantastic play. And he's such a good sport that you don't mind. Like, like Jacob, we love you and keep playing like that. So, yeah. like, that's fine. And in a normal tournament, fair play to you. Yeah. Like, if he took that in a a, a competitive tournament list, great. Because yeah. the top table players will have something to beat it. Yeah. It's that we didn't, as an evil player, uh, evil team, we didn't take honed enough lists. And and the thing is, I I felt like I played that game really well, and yeah. I I felt like um I actually dominated that game apart from this combo of Elrond and mm. you know I, I I killed all of his army I, I positioned really well I had to work around it I just couldn't it was Tom, not even Elrond but it was just Tom that just nothing you could do about it that's the old scenario that, that feels like it's a good idea but it's not mm. um, Kyle used to run one similar to that but you could replace your champion 
Yeah. So if Suladen died, yep. you got a penalty on your points count. Yeah. But your next hero took up the mantle. Yep. And that was interesting because it's it's too one sided if you lose your hero straight yep. away. It's just game over. You just can't win. It's like to seize the prize. If you pick up the prize and wall it off. Yep. Good luck ever getting it. Mm. So it's it's yeah, it's too reliant. And because you've got no control over it, if you've got a non combat hero yep. or you don't have a superhero like Bombadil backing you up, yep. you're in trouble. Mm. Yeah, so well well done for playing playing well on that and, and well done to Jacob for, for taking you out. It's about time someone took you out after one game of winning. Yeah, that's right. What was our score? So our score at the end of that, good was on three hundred and forty three and evil was two ninety three. So exactly fifty points. And so, Evil actually managed to win seven tables Ooh. at that point. And we're still down by a bucket load of points. By 50 points, yep. Yeah, so we got another penalty against us. Yep. <laughs> what was our penalty for next round? Actually, no, we got the bonus. It was oh. minus one courage on good. Maybe so, it was just the amount of territories we had or something. No, there's one particular table, one of the team tables. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So oh, the, that's cool. Yeah, one was plus 50 bonus points. Of yep. Plus 50 points. The other was minus one courage. Oh, I think the prize one might have been the 50 bonus points. Because mm. that's what... Yes, there's a story behind that a bit later on. Okay, so round three. I was playing on table 16, which is also known as the River Cyril, which is near Nindamos. Mm. Now, this is in the central south of Numenor. So, I've been traveling all over Numenor. I've gone west to central to south. Took me a while, but I've got a Gorgoth beast. So, everyone just piles on and it goes marching yep. around. I was playing against James's Minas Tirith army. So, my second Minas Tirith army looked pretty similar. Similar to the other one, it had um, Boromir with a flag, scary model. Yeah. But we also had a a named bolt thrower called the Avenger. So Avenger Ooh. the bolt thrower, which <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure you can only take one of because it's a named it's bolt a named, thrower. It's a named yeah. hero. So, yeah. so Avenger at the back, we had uh, Madril, named hero as well, with yep. some rangers. We had um, some cavalry with Boromir, some warriors. It's a generic all-star sort of mm-hmm. list with Minister of the nice balanced list. But I was playing Lords of Battle, oh. and immediately I went, Oh no! Kill points against Boromir and oh, the no. Avenger bolt thrower. I yep. can't stay back because of the Avenger bolt thrower. Avenger the bolt thrower. Avenger the bolt thrower. Yep. <laughs> the named bolt thrower will just chalk up more kill marks to its name. <laughs> it's a scary bolt thrower, that Avenger. And then Boromir would just clean it up. Mm-hmm. So I thought, right. Objective one: get into combat. Yep. When I'm in combat. I'll come up with a plan. That's all I have to do. So yeah. it's like, you know, the, the, what I said before, little objectives, little yep. objectives. This is what I have to do first. When I've done that, I'll reassess. Yep. So I've deployed right on the center line because if I want to get in combat, I'm going right on the center line. Yep. I set it up so I could get the march off with the wraith so everyone within six inches yep. and I was just going to leg it forward and avenge the bolt thrower. Yep. But James, who I played against, set up his Madril warband with some, some Gondorians nine inches away from me on one of my flanks. Oh, no. And I went, nine inches. Nine inches. Compel and charge. Yep. Compel and charge. I don't have to march. I can compel and charge. Yep. So the Wraith went, like, he's got nine wheel. I think I threw, like, three wheel at this one guy. I'm like, right, I'm getting this off. I'm getting yep. into combat. Compelled. Charged with some orcs. Got into combat. Objective one complete. I've got some combat. I yep. might have thrown out a third of my ring Wraith, but I've done it. I've yep. got into combat. Let's reassess. And it was enough to force that flank to come forward and support them. Mm-hmm. And then it was like game on because it was combat. I managed to munch up that flank. My Gorgoth beast ran into some trees. Um, yep. I thought it could just knock over the trees and realize it couldn't. Yeah. So it ran into terrain, got bogged down for a bit and then turned around and like tried to take on Boromir. Yeah. Which I realized at that point, that is the best tactic. Run mm. the Gorgoth beast in terrain and then my army can maneuver around it and set it up. Yeah. Because the problem is it runs off on its own unsupported and that was the problem in the first game. It, yep. it ran for Necromancers waving its arms trying to catch up to it and then... Yep. The others didn't have a chance. So 
I managed to pull my whole army towards that flank recess. Borum and the cavalry had to come after me. Kardush and the archers took care of the cavalry. Mm-hmm. So the archers and Togorovic just dismounted people left, right, and center. I had Boromir and a few friends coming on, and the orcs just fed them on that flank. I managed to break through, um, take down a Faramir. It had a Faramir as well. Oh, wow. Maybe it was a Faramir instead of a Madril. I'm not sure. Maybe it was both. It could have been both. I think it was named Hero Central and named Bolt Thrower. Managed to take that out with Krishnak and some others. And everything was going well for me this game. It was like one of those... I went. I didn't know why I was worried about it. Because as yep. soon as I got combat, it was just the Gondorians could not stem the tide of like all my orcs together. Yeah. The Gorgoroth Beast didn't do a whole lot, but he managed to scare off Boromir with the heroic moves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Madril came around the back to help out. So uh, it was basically being a scare factor at that point. Yep. I, I got to dismantle Avenger finally. Oh. So that Bolt Thrower is gone, named Bolt Thrower, dead. So he must be dead for the entire event, I'm sure. Yep. Because now if you go into a, a siege weapon, if you're in combat with it and you don't fight anyone else, you just dismantle it. Really? So I sent a like, task force of four orcs, engaged the crew, and just had one that just dismantled it. <laughs> Just because they're like, Avenger the name, Bolt Thrower. I hate that name. I wanted to avenge Avenger, and yep. I managed to avenge Avenger. Yep. So I got that. I was very happy with that. Um, Boromir did Boromir things. was just boosting guys. His little warband did yeah, fantastically so well. Good. But it was just like, I'll just throw models at him, let him let him kill stuff. Yeah. So I managed to get, um, I got the, the one point ahead on the, um, on the kill count. So it was like, yep. I don't know, some amount of kills, like 40 to like, 25 or something like that where I didn't get to double them Yeah, I even optimized like I was killing horses first it's like attack the horse get yep. the point then kill the rider yeah yeah <laughs> it was um, a bit dirty in that case but I played that one so, like really well very happy with doing it um, I feel like James set up too close to me yep. it should have taken me two turns to, to get, get in combat I can actually threaten within 12 inches as well with the march mm-hmm. so I could march forward and pull a guy into combat or yep. um, ba- yeah basically do that so that was yep. what I was going to do I didn't need to do that so I was able to dance around, keep my wraith away so we didn't get any leader kills. Um, I think that when you get bonuses for killing guys in combat, I might have got one extra point of might back with Krishnak or Zagdush when they tag team Faramir. Yeah. But I did did pretty well in that game. I was very happy with it. Um, and I was just lucky that the Gondor force was split up and I managed to get my whole force of 50 models, 41 yep. models in combat with a mm. piecemeal. So exciting game, tense game. I had three wins and that was a, I think it was a six to zero win as well because I managed to break and get the bonuses. So yep. I didn't didn't touch Boromir. His flag is so good. Mm. But play the objectives, got the objectives. Very happy. So I'm doing really well. Yeah, great. So I was in the ancient forest for the next game. Um, it's where I'd been camping. And for some reason, Matt, Dodsingiri and his Gondor had camped within 50 meters of me and we decided that we needed to storm the camp. Did he have Boromir? He had Boromir. I was fighting Boromir. He couldn't have been in two places at once. Maybe it was a doppelganger Boromir. Oh, no, surely not. Surely yeah, not. but yours yours wouldn't have had the banner, In a themed right? event, there's only one Boromir walking around Numenor. It's yeah. not Boromir at every location in Numenor. No, sure. no, I wouldn't have. But he was there, yeah. So maybe he it came from okay. your table and jumped on mine. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's a portal or something stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he also had Faramir. He had Madril. No, Damrod. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think a generic captain as well. And the way this table was set up, there was a lot of defensible obstacles in the middle of the table. Mm-hmm. And he had a little bit of cavalry and he sent them literally three models. He had Faramir and two knights. And he sent them up the table and I tried to shoot them off their horses. My shooting for this whole game did a total of zero wounds, but it scared a lot of mm. horses. And um, so essentially what I did is I, or what we both did is we, ran towards the middle defensible objectives and we're hoping to break through and then get through the other side. Um, but I was able to get there just before and create 
some choke points. It was gaps for people to get in, but not very, maybe two or three models wide and then defended obstacles across the walls. And for some reason, um, it seemed to me that Matt was not willing to chuck his big heroes in, Boromir and Faramir yeah, and that sort of thing. Strange. Um, I think either because there was no space or um, because he was a bit too scared of, of me overwhelming them. And so what ended up happening is it was a bit of a stalemate that game. We I think we ran out of time, but I won on break just. like I think right on that last turn, as, as Josh was saying, this is the final turn. I think I needed to kill three models and I, I just killed three. To, to break him. So it ended up being like 2-0 or something like that. Whatever the break points yes, were. Yeah. But because I held the camp, he held his camp yes, and we just yeah. didn't get enough time to break across. And those combats, especially with defended obstacles, they just take so long to mm. get done because you're taking in the waves for the strikes and that sort oh, of thing. Oh, massive. Yeah, yeah. And Stormer Camp's tough to finish in time. We mm. talked about that before. Yeah. It's, so good that you had a warm-up game. It sounds like you played it pretty well, putting your archers out the front. And yeah, I definitely ran forward with the archers in that one. Yeah, no, it's helpful. And not getting kills is not a big deal because they are, they're combat. They're combat yep. models yep. who can shoot. Yeah, that's right. Not shooters who stand at the back or anything like that. Well, first target, because Faramir was at the front, I'm like, I'll kill his horse. Didn't kill his horse. And then I'm like, well, if I get the chance, I'll have some shots of Boromir. And I was shooting into combat a little bit. And I think I killed... No, I think I killed Boromir's horse shooting into combat, actually. Yeah. Um, but that was about it. Yeah, the shooting into combat is my favorite. My Gugger, he loves doing that. Yeah. It's just shooting into combat. It's... It's so scary as well. And I was I got to play it a couple times as well going, so what's Boromir's defense of this horse again? Yeah. And play that one. Oh, only defense four. Okay, let's shoot at him. Yeah. And it, oh no, I've hit his horse. And then <laughs> it's and then pretty, Take him off. It's five plus, but it's a guarantee. As soon as you get a hit on the horse, it's gone. It, it's dead. Yeah. It's always, oh, he's not a horse lord? Dead. Yeah. It's so good. So good. <laughs> yeah, but, no, lovely. But another great game. Lots of fun. So you got a small, so you got two wins. I had three wins. We're doing pretty well. What's, yep. the, what's the evil side doing? So evil side is on 376 points at this point. Good. 376 That's against? 526. <laughs> oh, no. So I think evil won. They still won seven tables. So if we won two of them, that means only five other people won their tables. Yeah. Oh, yep. no. And that's a good number. Seven out of 17, there's probably a draw or two, but yep. we're just losing out on points here big time. So yeah. it's it's coming to haunt us. And I think we got a penalty for the next round, didn't we? Uh, no penalties. No penalties? No. Okay. So that's okay. But it was a good time to, to break for, for dinner and, and finish up for the day. So mm. um, luckily we all went out to a local pub and had some dinner and it was a great time to tell our stories to people and yeah. chat to some people that we hadn't met before. So I had a ball that day. Nick, how about you? Yeah, I had a lot of fun. And it, yeah, dinner's great because you can... It, we almost sat in separate teams at that yeah, we did, dinner we? And, um, and was kind of reminiscing about our stories and talking about tactics. For the next I think day. we had Jacob on our table. We had all evil and Jacob. And so Jacob. it was just harassing about Tom Bombadil the yeah, whole time. Yeah, that's right. He just copped it, didn't he? <laughs> he did. He did. He copped it so well as well. He was a really good sport about yeah. that. So awesome. we weren't mean about it at all, but we we talked about how much we hated it. And we yeah. were just making up stories about why Tom Bombadil <laughs> yeah, why, why he left the old forest. And yeah. Alcohol and Tom Bombadil stories always go down well. They do, they do. Yep, so, so a lot of fun, lots of yeah, fun. Yeah, so, and then we, we went home and did our, made sure we looked after our families and came back the next day. Yeah, that's right. So we'll right. be back soon for day two of the best tournament ever.
And we are back with day two. So we're well rested, Nick. I had more sleep than I'd pretty much got for the whole week. So I had a, a few hours, which is good. I reckon uh, I had about nine hours. You, you, you got, yeah, you guys sleep a lot, which is which is very good for you, very healthy. That's yep. definitely what you do. For round four, I got to choose which board I played on this round. That was oh. one of my rewards for being like the lone star of the evil force, I think. Or maybe it was because I won a certain scenario. Yep. Uh, so I went to Matt, I conferred, because I thought Matt could be the, the leader of evil, or maybe the deputy or whatever, lieutenant maybe. And I said, Matt, I get to choose this board. Do you have any advice? And he said, go play on the one that's worth extra 50 points. Yeah. Like, I've already played on that one. Go play on that one. Okay. Okay, Matt, I will. So I volunteered to do seize the prize. Um, unfortunately, I was against Henry, who's a very established player with Boromir. Again, so good no at- banner though. Boromir, no banner on Boromir. Third Boromir, Boromir in a row. No banner though. And David, who had Merkwood um, with like Thranduil and Tarot, like, oh, oh wow. nasty. And I drew Ben, who's a new player who had... Basically monsters. Yeah, wow. Mortar Troll Chieftains, some Gorgoroth Troll, some Ogres. Yep. Um, a li- nice like monster-themed list. I thought, perfect. Yep. Like last time when I thought, I've got the Wraiths. I can play on this scenario. Like now I've got monsters. Even better. Yeah. <laughs> Same plan. Ben, come here. <laughs> We're going in the building. <laughs> I'm going to march. <laughs> You're going to take as many monsters as you can with me and plug up the doorways. Yeah. He's like, okay, I can do that. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. So my Wraith sets up, marches in. Yep. <laughs> dismounts. The look on Henry and David's face, like, oh, dismounts and picked up first turn. Picked it up. Yeah. Trolls came and followed him. Ogres walks at the door. Yeah. And then next turn, we won the roll-off. And this is the big roll-off. Got to move first. Got to plug the gaps. Yeah. So we were in there. And at this point, Henry, you're just going to stay in the building the whole game, aren't you? I went, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yes. <laughs> That's how we're going to win. So we had, it was a reasonably tense game. Henry had a Silmaril. This is my first ever Silmaril oh, battle. Yeah, of course. So... If we win the ge- if you win the game against a, a holder of a Silmaril, you get a Silmaril, mm. and it's like a free priority. It's amazing. And yeah, it's, once a game. It was the big prizes for last year. Yeah. So I'm like, this is the first time I've ever seen a Silmaril. I'm gonna go for it. So basically, we were playing the conservative, getting the the fortress game. Henry and David took took a wild warm up to be honest. I think. Yeah. So if they legged it at it and had Boromir in, they probably would have threatened us a lot more. Yeah. Sort of probably turn five or six, they clicked and suddenly had a really good plan to encircle, to attack every entrance with a hero yep. and to get in. And it almost paid off and they were, they were killing a lot faster than us. But we timed out again because this yeah. was a 1300 point game in a siege. Yeah. So, and I think Henry got a bit annoyed about the terrain, which I totally understand because it was too much. Yeah. Like once we got in, there's nothing they could do about yeah, getting us get out. Um, we managed to store Boromir surprisingly. Um, mm. We baited him with an ogre, like used up his last point of might to charge in his ogre. We mm. had the ogre jumbo out to fight him. Yeah. And then he got into the ogre and then lost the combat to the ogre. Oh, no. And the ogre picked him out and hurled him down and <laughs> threw him away. Um, ben, was, ben was like, what do I do? What do I do? I struck him. No, you're not going to kill him this round. He's got enough fate. Throw him away yeah. and let's deal with him in two turns. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, cool. And hurled him a massive way. And I think that, that broke Henry as well because at that point he realized he wasn't getting to the objective, wasn't going to yeah. get the wraith. Yeah. Um, Thranduil did a fantastic job. I think they managed to take down one of the trolls, but wow. it, it wasn't enough. So they should have committed those heroes early and just beaten mm. us up. Like yeah. even if Thranduil died killing a troll, that's one troll gone. Yep. Then Taro follows up and kills another one and you just break yep. it in. Elves are good fighters. So we won that one and I think partly through my experience. And then who got the Silmaril, Ben? Who got the Silmaril? Josh and Tim ruled that we rolled off for it. Uh, and Ben got the Silmaril and we both were shattered. Yeah. Because Ben, that was his first win for the event. Oh, And wow. he wasn't doing very well. Yeah. So he was happy to have a win, but he had great responsibility holding our only Silmaril on the evil side. Yep. And then Did he hold I, it? No. Oh, no. He lost it immediately. He, he only, that was the only game he won for the event. Yeah, okay. A great guy. Had fun, but 
his army was never going to compete against those quality of good armies that yeah. were there. Yeah, like, yeah, of he course. He would have looked like five and one. Um, and I never got to see a Silmaril again, so I lost yep. it as well. So I didn't get that auto bonus that all the good armies seem to have. Anyway, as well. yeah, yeah, because of the foresight points for Elrond. Yes, yes. So that was a tough one, but it was a it was a good win to us. Honestly, the game went for a long, long time. It would have been a game. Yeah. Like it was probably slightly in favor of the good side at that point. Yeah. Because they had more resources. Yeah. But we had Boromir pretty much sorted out. Yeah. We had Thranduil running out of energy a little bit. All it would have taken was a fluke kill on a hero. I would have been back in our favor. Yep. Because we had a slam Kardush, like doing endless fury. Yeah. We had some ogres up and running who would have a nasty. So it could have been on a knife edge, but it would have taken another hour to finish. Like mm. it was it was not the scenario to do that. And we had extra time. We had over three hours. Yeah. But thirteen hundred points. And I was teaching a new player how to play as well. Yeah. Like it's that's hard. Yeah. So So I was happy with that. Happy to get the win. Um Henry has throughout our time in Lord of the Rings, Henry's been one of the few players that I think has established a winning record against me for a long time. Yeah. And I think I'm finally over the last few years crawling it. Clawing it back. Clawing it back. Yeah. yeah. yeah just, just getting it back. So another win over Henry feels good because Henry's a fantastic player. And and he's good at rolling sixes. Too. He, oh no, he, he rolls some sixes, but he also backs it up with good tactics. Yeah, definitely. So like, you know, some people roll a six and it matters not. Yeah, that's right. Henry, it matters because yeah. if he rolls a six, it's on an important roll. Yeah. Um. So he's a fantastic player and, He's the kind of player that I love to play doubles with because he is so good at, like, you give him a job, he he does it better than anyone. Mm. Hold this objective. He'll go get that objective. Yep. And I just think he didn't have someone telling him, get in the building and hold it with Boromir. Because yep. if, if he did that first turn... He, Boromir's going to take that. Boromir could have taken down a troll or two. Yeah. Backed up by Thrandall, they're taking out trolls. Yeah. Like, yep. seriously. So, um, I will very happy that we managed to wall off the objective and we won that key roll off. So that was our first game. Another win to me. This was a, a low win. This was like a like a five to three win or something like that because they managed to break us and we got the objective. Yep. So I had to travel to the Temple of Morgoth, mm. Uh, mm. which was really it was a really awesome table with the seeing seat up the top and yeah inside yeah it was really oh, cool. creepy and yeah. cool table. Um, and I played Ryan Kirby, who we have a long established. Yes. Grudge Fest, which was great. I was really excited to play him. Uh, he um, was a Dol Amroth, wasn't he? Yeah, and and we played Andrew, and so he was also Dol Amroth. Um, and I had Nathan on my team, and he um he was Dolgador. He had two Dolgador wraiths, the Necromancer, uh, a few orcs, some wags, that sort of thing. And um, it was the scenario where you have to kill the opponent's leader, essentially. Ill, Ill met by moonlight. That's yes. right. Yes, the Shakespeare one. leader and that and that sort of thing. Um, really tough game for us mm. because. It was Dol Amroth spam. Yes, yes. And there was 50 inches of banner. Yep. And there was two Angbors and two um, fatties, oh, whatever yeah, his name it is. Doesn't like, work, does it? It was just they were they were in this massive. The whole army was in this bubble of banner, re-rolling ones to wound, yep. fearless. Yep. And the, our army together, I mean, the the whole dog will do relies on terror and that sort of thing. Yep. I did get the chance. I got Raza into Imrahil, who was his leader, and we did get him. Um, transfixed and higher fight and that yep, sort of yes. thing and I won the fight and I, I think I did one or two wounds but he saved them with fate and then I just never got the chance to beat mm. him again because he's suddenly striking up and such high fight and all the pikemen around him fight five and they're beating you oh, and as soon as they win they're going to kill Harrod so it was just a real it was a grind a really really grind yeah yeah oh. And when you're stuck in combat against a pike wall, like that's what they love. Fight five pike wall love being in combat yes. for the whole game. 
Um, yeah, it was tough. It it, was it's really tough. You've got defense six, you've got yeah. fight five. So yeah. this is the cream of the elves yeah. for less investment yeah. with a re-roll for everyone with no effort. Yeah. Imre Hill can do what he wants and you still get the re-rolls. Yeah. And fearless. Yeah. It's just... It's so easy to play because yeah. it's just everything's always there all the time. You can't turn it off. Yeah. And and I think the two... So Raza has this one special rule that's like pick a character and you get plus two fight, right? Yep. And I said, I thought, well, there's two Imra Hills. If I pick Imra Hill, I'm going to get it against both. Yeah. And Josh was like, no, nah, you have to pick which Imra no, Hill. No, but the the warriors of Dol, um, Dol Amroth could get it from either Imra Yeah, Hill. that's right. Like, and that's... It was like Emerald's banner is already way too big, yeah. and then to have double it of it, it means that everyone's always in range of a banner with higher fight. It's That's so a recipe powerful. for a win. I think probably in hindsight, maybe you don't put the both Dol Amroth players together. I think so. You put yeah. Dol Amroth with Gondor, or yep. and, and I understand why they did it to make it a bit more themey, but it just was so powerful. Do you think we're ever going to see a Dol, Dol Amroth army that doesn't have Emerald? No, no, and that's, I don't think you ever will. That annoys me. That, and, that, you might as well call the army Imre Hill. I yeah, reckon. yeah, and like they—he's an auto choice already, and they made him so much better. Yeah. And like the army special rules and that, and maybe people didn't rate the fight in before, but they yeah. were a powerful list on yeah. our scene and one that that has done very, very well. Yeah, and, and well, Ryan's list in particular was really well designed. Yeah, because Imre Hill's on foot, and it was designed to be a pike block, and it did exactly what he designed it to. They had archers at the back, and yep. he had this massive pike block that again. In a different scenario where you're not trying to engage a combat, maybe domination, maybe mm. that sort of thing, then suddenly it doesn't work. It's not as powerful. Yep. And and I was working to get the cavalry in behind and to start attacking. And we did time out and they managed to kill um, one of the ring wraiths or one yep. of uh, maybe an orc captain. I hadn't lost any heroes at that point, but we just didn't. We, I couldn't get... I killed Angbor, but I couldn't get enough cavalry around the back at that point when it timed mm. out to start breaking up that pike wall. I think had that game played to its conclusion, I think it ends up being maybe a draw, maybe a small win for us because I was starting to break through, but it just ran out of time. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a tough matchup and it it's a little bit disheartening as well to yeah. like like I find that, that that's the optimal five dem- like every five army optimal, quite frankly. Like yeah. you can't design a bad five army. Yeah. And that one is so disheartening to play against because it's got all bases covered for yeah. no investment. Yeah. Like, the heroes just do that. And if you don't have a way of killing Imrahil, you're stuffed. Yep. And with Dumble Imrahil, you don't. You can't kill two Imrahils. No. So, that's that's a scary army. And that's that also broke the theme a little bit for me in that, yep. like, you're playing a themed narrative scenario. First of all, fighting Tom Bombadil's, but then fighting double Imrahils. Yep. Like, immersion gone. Yeah. So, I think I think that's one thing that Josh and Tim could, could learn from for next time is that don't put the same legendary heroes or same named heroes on the same board. Yeah. So if you're going to play doubles, get them a mixture of armies. Yeah. Like make them make them so they don't have that synergy across. Yeah. So have Rohan and Fiefdoms. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Well, so that one, um, after that round, good is on 700. Evil's just cracked the 500. Oh, wow. 500. We are so far behind. It's ridiculous. And then um, the good bonus is just going to get uh, Neg One Courage. Evil bonus Neg Oh, because everyone gets Neg One Courage. Okay. Yeah. Once again, doesn't affect the good stuff. They've no. got Angbors and Fearless they stuff. So much. They don't care. Yeah. Kiran and... Or they Courage 5 because they're elves. Yeah, or, or Gondor Courage 4 just courage. Because, because they're Gondor. Like, why not? Yeah, yeah. it's just... Uh, I hated that it was always Courage was the bonus because yeah. that just affected Evil. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's tough to come up with something that you can apply to the whole side. Yeah, That absolutely. doesn't break the game also has an impact. It, I, yep. 
I don't envy them trying to come. No, up no, no. With it's it's tough. I would have loved things like um, like your hero counts as in range of a banner. Yep. Like your leader or something yep. smaller. Yep. Or or something like um, as a negative, all your banner effects are half range. Yeah. Or something something like that. So yep. Imra Hill suddenly got a six inch banner instead of a twelve inch banner. Yep. Yep. Something, something that that affects people in a different way, yeah. And they've still got what they want to use because mm-hmm. the courage is courage is one of those like, it's not exponential, but it's close to it. Yeah, but courage is almost relevant, or it's not in a lot of yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because you're either fighting stuff with terror, yep. and waiting for the late game, or not. If, yes, if you know what I mean. Yeah, so that was a tough one. So in round five, I had drawn Matt, who you had already played with Gondor Army and yes. Boromir. I'm playing a lot of Boromir's, a lot of banners, and this is partly because Josh and Tim try to go for themed lists. Yep. And what I do like is they try and put you against players you don't normally play. Yep. So I wasn't playing against like Kylie and David. Yeah, and it was great. So that was great. But fourth Boromir in a row, it's like, oh, I'm so over this Boromir banner. Like, yeah. One plus fight, that's that's an effect that takes no brains. Yeah. Massive rerolls for six inches, yep. no brains in the banner scenario. Oh, no. So I had to kill Boromir's banner in order to get the banner. It's like, this is going to be tough. So I'm at the, the plains of Anduster... Which is which is a nice little board. Um, it had the door door ruins that I had there, and I thought, oh, this is going to be really tough. Once again, I have to leg it at one side of the force, kill off something, and try and break them. Yep. Luckily for me, Matt brought some of his force forward and kept his archers back. It's like right, everyone run at that combat force. Yep. Um, the Gorgoroth beast played a bit of distraction. Yep. So getting into shooting war with the shooting, and I I'll back the Gorgoroth beast against Rangers of Gondor for shooting. Yep. Because you're not going to kill a Gorgoroth beast with shooting. And if I take out a couple of ranges, it's going to scare you. Yeah. So what I do, the Gorgoroth Beast is slowed it right down with the forests and got it to walk four inches a turn. Yep. Same thing as before, slowed it down. And my plan was to get my whole army to one side of the Gorgoroth Beast and then just have the Gorgoroth Beast sacrifice itself up, walling off Boromir and friends. Yeah. Because Boromir takes a while to kill a Gorgoroth Beast. Yep. Um, and I had a handful of orcs just to split off the combat, so it had to be Boromir. Mm-hmm. Um, did it really well. Faramir got baited in, um, did some compel in with the Wraith. The Wraith didn't do much except for the compel, but that draw the lines in. Was doing some really fantastic heroic combat slash heroic strikes with Zagdush and Grishnak. Mm. Um, ended up not killing Faramir. I had him against orcs the, pretty much the whole game. Yeah. He had no might. I, I couldn't justify more resources to it, so I was just see if I could do that. Slowly munched the shield wall, had... Uh, was it Ingold, the one that gives you that they don't back away? Yeah, yeah. Was using that to make sure that I knew where they were so they couldn't really maneuver. Because yep. sometimes backing away is a good thing. Yep, gives so them I, space to move. So as, if I attack them on both sides, they count as trap and they don't get to reposition. Yeah. So I just kept munching up that one um, and then managed to just get the break when uh, the other flank had to commit. Um, there was an earthquake in this round. Oh, that's so, right. <laughs> so halfway through, Josh and Tim just announced, there's an earthquake right now, just start rolling or... Um, I don't know when it was end of the next turn, which was for us was instant. Yeah. Just start rolling on a roll of a one, your model's knocked down. Yeah. Okay, no big deal. I went to Josh, is that every model, including my Gorgoroth Beast? He said, Yes, every model. I'm like, oh no. So I'm gonna lose a Gorgoroth Beast on a roll of one. Yeah. And I said to him straight away, You know I'm gonna roll the one, don't you? And it's like he didn't say anything. Of course I got up to it, rolled the one, yeah. and at that point Kylie, who was on the table next to us, on the good side, yeah. went into a rage. No, the Gorgoroth Beast can't be knocked down for any reason. I went, but Josh just ruled it could. Yeah. And then so she called Tim over. Yeah. Tim went, oh, I'll do a ruling on it. And Tim overruled Josh. Yeah. Because in the rules for the Gorgoroth Beast, it cannot be knocked down for any reason. Now, initially, I was okay with Josh because he said the earthquake got its own rules and it yep. potentially overrides that. Yep. I don't think he thought it through too much. Didn't realize it was just take the model off. Yeah. Um, 
Because that, that's more than anyone else, except maybe a Felbis, which is once again affecting evil. Yeah. One of the Felbis in our army just rolled a one and just take the Felbis off. But the Felbis can fly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Once again, like, come on. This is... Yeah. We're already up against it. Give us something. Give yeah. us give us a leg up in some way. Um, But that didn't affect us either. It was just our rear rank that fell yeah. over. So... It added some extra time to the game. So I think the game actually timed out. We were going to finish it. But yep. because we had to do that massive earthquake, slowed us down a bit. Matt was a fantastic player, but I managed to to mitigate Boromir with um, Gorgoth Beast. And what I was doing with Boromir, I did my favorite tactic ever. Yep. Charge a single orc that's defense four into Boromir. So a spearman or a yep. two-handed axe. Yep. And then the Gorgoth Beast unloads their missile fire at that combat. Yeah, it Misses kills Boromir. Accidentally kills my own orc. A Boromir is sitting there waving his flag, not fighting anyone while the yeah. Gorgoth Beast is just pushing into Gondor guys. Yeah. It was fun. So I played that one really well. No banners. I got the points of break. I didn't have any points of break. Um, yep. No leader kills. No way they were going to catch my wraith. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was another good win to me, but it was a small win. Like it was like, I don't know, five to nil or something like that. Yeah. So I had um I had to go to Kalmondon mm-hmm. and I met Tatiana there and she was playing a Rohan army. Yes. Um, so it was a nice little, it was a few ruins, a few forests. It was a bit of a mixed bag table, which was really nice. And it was the one where you have to pick a hero to kill, you have to pick a hero to protect, and you have to pick a piece of terrain on their side of the table to jump on. And um, we kind of had a bit of a shooting war for a little while. Um, Tat didn't really want to commit her Rohan to coming any closer. So I was sitting back and shooting, and that gave me a little bit of time to march twice to get in range of them. And then um, it came down to I won priority and managed to jump onto some horses and, and start to thin out the, the herd, as it were. Mm-hmm. Um, however, there was a big lake in the middle of the shallow lake in the middle of the board. And I'd moved all my cavalry into that lake to give them a little bit of yep, protection yep. from shooting and <laughs> jump onto her cavalry. And then the earthquake comes. Yep. So you're all on you. <laughs> and Tat rolls no one falls off their horses even yep. though she didn't get the um the re-roll for yep. being rohan but no one falls off their horses my captain falls off the horse <laughs> takes a wound is yep. swimming right like I, I had a couple of things fall over but i, I yep. as soon as i saw the horses in the lake and i'm like oh man every model's <laughs> yeah, gonna yeah, die yeah. luckily just the captain um so that ended up not being so bad, but then my cavalry was able to jump on theirs because yep. I won priority and, and won a few heroic combats and protected my piece of terrain with one model and then managed late in the game to jump onto... Um, I managed to kill Thaden's horse, managed to jump onto Thaden with Raza, who was the hero that I chose... No, I chose Eowyn to kill, killed her with Suladan. Um, then managed to jump onto Thaden, kill him with Raza and heroic combat into my piece of yep. terrain on the last turn. So... Um, I don't know if Tat's played a lot of Rohan. Yeah. And I feel like she used them more like an elf bowline than mm-hmm. than Rohan. She didn't really try and engage and then run away. She kind of just sat there and, and tried to shoot, um, which I think played into my hands because they're not that great of archers, particularly with the amount of cover that was on that table that I could kind of scoot around and, and use yeah. to get in the way. They're, they're great archers if you get an infinite amount of time, but sometimes you have to just play the, yeah. I'm going to split off your force and attack it in combat as well. Yeah. So they're, they're Well, that was my frustration when I played Rohan a couple of years ago, is that you need to play the really long game yes, yes. To, to get the most out of them. But at tournaments, you don't get the chance to do that. Often not. No, we tend to... 
don't get the time. And I, but I think with their new rules, the plus one fight near Thaden, oh, and the plus one strength and charge, you can just run them in now, which yep. I'll, I'll be interested to see how they go. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, they're scary. But my poor Dunlin is still crying. When are they ever going to get a rule? Yeah, that's the, right. The, the rubbish guys that are overpointed get to like plus one to wound against Rohan only. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. So after round five, we had... you. Did you win that one? I did. You did. So the two of us won. So you think the evil side could go pretty well? Yeah. No. Were we the only two that won that? No, but there's five wins out of the 17 tables. Oh, no. So And no draws. So, it's like 12 wins to good. We are getting dominated here. Yeah. Uh, we have a good side with 887 points. Yeah. Evil side with 578. Oh, man. It's just, there's no chance whatsoever. So, of course, in the last round, Josh and Tim thought, oh, the evil side's really far behind. Let's make everything worth double points. Yeah, That's how you do it. You yeah. know, the, the typical game show thing where the final round's worth heaps. Yeah, where Th- everything that came before is useless. Yeah, so they tried that. thought, oh, that would be good. That will suddenly make the evil player wins. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. <laughs> so, in round six, I finally got to play a non-Boromir army. Yes! First oh. time in a long time. Wow. I was playing against Jude, yep. um, who's a listener of the podcast, actually. Hello, yep. Jude. You're a great player. Um, playing Rohan. Yep. And I asked him what's in his army, and I just I just want to know the heroes. He had Thaden. Okay, auto-take for Rohan. No yep. problem. Aemer. Very good choice. Why wouldn't you? And Theodrid. Yeah. Uh, oh, no gambling with Banner? No. Thank you for taking a themed list. That's great. Yeah. So, took the family. Great. I was um, thinking about taking that army, actually. Yeah, so that was a nice army, nicely designed, all cavalry. So, it was one that was going to be tough to play, but very effective, played well. He's well, good with the Rohan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows how to play. So, he, we played on the Haunted Tower of Sorrentil. So, this is this was one where we had David's massive tower in the middle, and yep. it was the, um I think it's hold ground, where you, you just randomly come on board edges and run to the middle. Yeah. So, Rohan are super fast. They can get to the middle easily. Yeah. But um, I have a horde, so if a, if a Rohan army gets behind me, I can turn around and just trap it. Yep. So um, I want them to come near me so I can engage straight away. Yeah, yeah. If my Gorgoroth beast is lucky enough to run over something, oh, happy days. Yep. Now, we had an additional rule for this scenario in that the island is sinking again. So it's yep. just popped up and it's sinking. Oh, that was unfortunate. That happened quickly. Um, so from turn four onwards, sorry, not turn four, turn six onwards, ground level is treated as shallow water. Yep. Great for Liam, who had a watcher in the water. Yeah. <laughs> And then existing water is deep water yep. from turn 15 onwards. And some games do get to turn 15 for mm. us. Like I know other countries, not, it never happens. But turn 15 onwards, ground level is treated as deep water. Yep. First level of buildings and rocks is shallow water. So we had the tower. So you had to basically leg it up the tower. Up the tower. <laughs> you had to try and get it out of this water. So I thought, right, I'm going to play this as fast as possible, which yep. is perfect for a tournament game. Yeah. Um, we came on randomly. Um, Jude, I think, had the... F- yeah, had the first priority, which is like bad luck, Jude. First priority and randomly come on. Yeah. Um, he put on he only got one warband on. Oh no. And I went, right, I have a bunch of might. Let's do some spending. Yeah. Spent a point of the Gorgoroth Beast to put it directly behind the enemy's warband on there. Yeah. Stomped two guys, three guys maybe, got into combat. Perfect. Yeah. Spent the might if I had to. The rest of my army came on in support of that. Yeah. So in that corner. So I had my whole army in one spot with the Gorgoroth Beast right in the center mm. attacking a small Rohan force. Yep. Didn't go well for the Rohan. I managed to, in a couple of turns, eat up that flank. Um, yep. Amos survived like a champion and it was just tanking the Gorgoroth Beast forever. Yep. I like, could not get through him. Yep. Um, and we'll talk about what happened there as the resolution at the end. But I was happy with that because I had to keep moving. Yep. So it's just like, just let him go. Gorgoroth Beast, we'll see you later. You deal with Aemir. You're not going to die to him. He's not going to die to you. Like, just yep. bounce off each other. Um, Theodred and Theoden came on um, basically the closest edge to the tower and ran directly at it. 
Yep. And when I was coming in, I thought, you know what? I need to do a bait. Yep. I'm going to bait Theoden and Theodred into me with some crappy orcs. So mm. I put some some rubbish orcs in the front, had my support heroes just a, a turn back, basically, to protect them. I thought, come on, how much is it going to take to bait him? I'll give you four orcs. I'll give you two orcs. I'll give you whatever. Yep. Um, and then realized, wait a second, doesn't Theodred have to charge? He does. And Jude went, oh, there's some guys in range of Theodred. I think he has to charge. <laughs> like, yeah, he does. And um, he hadn't set up, you know how he trapped Theodred to yeah. stop him charging? So, yeah, yeah. Because he was so focused on running to the objective, he hadn't set that up. Yeah. And I was like, that is the perfect play for me. I was going to bait whatever came at me anyway, yeah. but because it was Theodred, it's like work done for me. Yeah. He's coming. So Theodred, who's a king hitter now. Yeah. He, what's his bonus on the charge? He gets... Like, isn't he fearless on the charge? Oh, I don't know. He's really good, but he's got three attacks base. Yeah. So he's a, he's a hitter. So yeah, you can look it up. He's really good, um, but you can beat him out. So he, he came up against my whole army. Um, Theoden came in support to help him out and I w- and a couple of Royal Guard. And I got some luckiness because they went for a, a strike on, like, went for a heroic combat to try and take down Grishnak. And I managed to, to luck out of that. I think Kardush managed to take one of them off their horse. And then Theodred lost the strike off, I think, in the second turn against um, Zagdush. So yeah. I managed to eat up Theodred. Theoden retreated, jumped in, started to tell all the Rohan riders to dismount and jump in the tower because they were super fast. They got to the tower first. Mm. They started climbing the tower and shooting out windows. Um, Theoden, I couldn't get to because the water had come at this point. <laughs> so it was like we're wading towards each other. Come on, come back. And at that point, it was just me wading to the tower. Um, Aemir for turn after turn was stopping this Gorgoth Beast, doing a mm. fantastic job. He was down to one wound, no might. Gorgoth yeah. Beast was still coming, no might left. Um, and the only time Aemir died was when the Gorgoth Beast managed to move right past him, stop charging him. Aemir charged an orc in the back. The archers on top of the Gorgoth Beast shot. in spite turned around and shot into the combat, hit Aemir, took off his wound, last wound. Oh, wow. I was like, yes, well done Gorgoth Beast. And the Gorgoth Beast last turn just arrived so it was a boat at this point because yeah. of shallow water sailed in to the tower and I got like the eight orcs that were left on the howder as counted as well. Oh, no, wow. they didn't. They still count because they were in range. Oh, of course, of course. So I had triple the amount of models in range of the tower even though Jude had climbed some Rohan up the tower. Yeah, yeah. Just my sheer numbers. Um, no leader kills. I couldn't get to Thaden. My Rafe was, Rafe was doing some cheeky transfixes in the Rafe doorway things. to stop yeah. <laughs> Rohan going in. We managed to fight it out but I got like a great win on that one. I think it was like a 6-0 or something like that because yeah, nice. I had bucket loads of models in, in the building. Yeah. And they, um, I don't know if time... I think time might have been called. Um, but I was close. Like I would have broken the Rohan pretty quickly at that point. Yeah. So a good game. Jude was a great opponent. Um, I think the biggest mistake he made... He couldn't do much about Aemir. It was allowing Phaedra to get baited in. Yeah. I think he should... The Royal Guard should have been like escorting him. Yeah. And then when he chose to go in... You open him up. He actually went in really well. He played that one perfectly. Yeah. Um, once Phaedra went in and, and lost on a on a, a strike off, essentially. Yeah. But if he had support, it may not have come down to that. Yeah. So I feel like you probably didn't support that charge enough or didn't protect Phaedra enough to yeah. stop it happening. So... Um, maybe maybe one small mistake's enough, but Jude was a really good opponent, so I look forward to playing him again. Mm. So, good result for me again. Yeah. I um I went to the Plains of Andestar mm. and uh, had to give them a reconnoiter. And I was playing against Nick with his Gondor army, and he had Boromir on foot. Like, pretty... It's seemingly pretty standard army. He had yes. five or six knights, but Boromir had the banner, but he was on foot. Oh, interesting. Um, which was... 
that was a pleasant surprise given that it was different. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not, not optimal. the optimal choice. It's um, and I don't know why. I think maybe he hadn't painted the horse model or something like that. It's a really um, nice model, the one on foot. Like, it is nice. It looks isn't good, it? doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and then he had some foot, inf- obviously infantry, and then um, a few knights. And similar, we knew that the the island was sinking, and so I knew that I just needed to leg it because I had to river across the middle of the table. Yep. I just had to leg it. So two of my warbands came on, Soladans didn't, um, and I just marched. And then second turn, I called a march with the captain again, and I marched with Soladan, and I took the cavalry to the further away part of the river and finally got the the infantry over the river and then kept moving forward. And it took about four turns before Boromir's warband came on. Oh, no, he should have spent the might. Yeah, he should have spent it um, at least on turn three to get him on because I was able to engage him in the back third of the table, back quarter of the table. Yep. I got three cavalry models off um, and then spent the rest of the time just fighting and, and yes. creating a shield wall. Had I wanted to really not give away any points, um, I would have just kept moving backwards at that point mm. and waited for the water to start to drown Gondor people because yes, their heavy armor the shield. Yeah. and um, So they would have started drowning just in the normal plains um, because it becomes heavy, um, deep water. Oh, 15 turns, yeah. 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 So if I wanted to play it like a deep no, no, I could have done that. That's nasty. Yeah, but, you can't. But we, um, we engaged and he ended up breaking me because... Boromir and um, Gondor eventually yes. outfight. Oh yeah, they do. Eventually outfight Harrod, and um, he was winning fights and just killing because they're fight four and yes, um, of uh, defense four. Sorry. And you had no mind at this point because you spent it all on marching. Spent it all on marching and getting across yeah. the table. So I, I played the objectives and we had a great time. Really yeah. fun game. I think Nick's quite a new player, so it was really fun to to have a nice chilled out game and sort of discuss what his army does. And yep. he, he was a bit again um, similar to Matt. He didn't seem to want to chuck Boromir in. Mm. And I'm like, just chuck him in. Nothing's going to kill him. He's going to kill everything yeah. in this army. Absolutely everything. He's got six might points. Just send him in there. Yep. Start heroic combating. Just wipe stuff. Go you've nuts. Got the banner, yeah. like, you've got the horn, the banner. Just kill stuff. Um, so it was good because we had a lot of fun. He had a lot of satisfaction with killing stuff of mm. mine. And I had a lot of sat- satisfaction getting stuff off yeah. the table and that sort of thing. So it was a really fun game. Um, but that water with the infantry really made a difference. It, it oh, yeah, turned it into a big slog because not only are you slowed down, like you can't get heroic combats off and those sorts of things. Yes, yeah, it's massive, isn't it? Yeah, that's we we forgot about the water the first time. Yeah, and um, had to undo the whole turn because I got into Theoden. Yeah, then I I was moving guys into him and went, I've forgotten the water. Yeah, do you mind if we just redo this whole turn because it's it's going to make a huge difference? Like, yeah. I can't actually reach Thaden with anyone. Yeah, yeah, of So course. we redid it. We gave refunded both our might because we both called heroics to stop that. Yeah, of course. And then I charged a couple Royal Guard and Thaden waddled away. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So, no, that was, that was really good. I do like those games where, like, you get the objective early and then you can just have fun. That, yeah. That was like our Caesar Prize against Andrew and Al, yeah. where we pretty much knew that we were going to win. So it was just like, can you kill the Golgoth beast? Here he is. Yeah. Here's my flank and let's just do some fun things. Yeah. Because it's, it's a good way of doing that and... Um, yeah, I would have hated to have an entry force running across that deep water river. Yeah. Reconnoid will be the worst of those six turns. Yeah. Especially what I would have done if I was Nick, I've definitely spent Boromir's might and then I would just marched until mm. ex- do exact the exact opposite. Yeah, exactly, exactly what you did, yes. Yeah, that was a just go full pelt one. Yeah. And because because he's got a strong enough army that he breaks through and he can get models off. Yeah. Even Boromir off, just send him off and yeah. guarantee the leader like whoever, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And the, yeah, get the cavalry through as soon as you can. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Oh, good. So we got lots of wins. So let's check the final results, knowing that these are worth double. Yeah, that's so, right. And, and we both got a win. So you had, what, four wins or five wins for the tournament? Four out of, I think. You know, I lost to Jacob and I lost the team game. Yeah, so four to, out. To so you definitely held your own. If everyone did that, we would have been fine. I won all six, so I was doing really oh, well. perfect. Loving it. So the final results were good. Was on a low score of 1,279. Yeah. And the evil side, our side, 838. Oh, wow. So the double side just means we lost by more. More, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got thrashed on that one. We did manage to claw back and get through six wins and two draws. Yeah. So that was probably the closest round we had had to that point. But good still beat us on that round. Yeah. So still increased their lead. Um, good side, every single one, the good side got a, um, what are they called? The little statues of oh, Lord the of the Rings? Pop. The pop vinyls. Pop vinyls. Okay, yes. So they each got one of those. So they, they had a great time. We're cheering them on, telling them to pick the evil characters. Yep. Poor Lurts didn't want to get picked ever, but no. they all wanted their good characters. Boromir went really quickly. Yep. So um, that was a fantastic prize. And then there were some prizes for um, best armies. We've got the, the biggest prizes, I yep. believe. Yeah, so yeah. So Tom, like, we'll, we'll, mention, we'll mention all the prizes, but Thomas Bowman was a made a fantastic yeah. Dolgodor, Castellan. Red um, and black kind of. Oh, it was amazing. Um, Gundabad Orc army. It was amazing. And like every single model was unique. Every single model mm. had full attention to it. He's a great painter. He's a phenomenal converter. Like yeah. models just look fantastic. Yeah. He got one of those Warhammer skulls packs. Yeah, and just used them so Pretty well. much used every skull, but in really clever ways and yeah. ev- differently in every model. Whole bunch of scratch build Castellans. One of them original one, which the original one was by far the worst. Yeah. Um, it was just a fantastic army and I love it when he turns up tournaments because he always brings something good so he yeah. well deserved that I believe Ryan got second in best army yeah it's um, nice re- very nice tall yeah, army and I managed to pull third and I didn't actually really go for it in this point because I didn't mm. even display my army properly yeah. because I just cared about my tables yeah my tables looked so good I was so happy with the tables yeah they came out really um, well so that's that was my pride and joy so I got a little bit of a prize as well um, I probably would have been eligible for the um like the best general for evil because I'd won all my games. I'd given up nothing in terms of points, like four yeah. points for the whole tournament, won heaps of victory points. But I think you got a prize for that, didn't you? Yeah, I got um, giving away a second, giving away least victory points yeah. to good. Because I th- looking back, I was, I was surprised by that. But I gave away like one victory point in the team game against Ryan, um, and I think I gave away f- maybe six against Jacob, and then one against Nick at the end. Yeah. So, so Not that much. 10 points all up for yeah. the whole weekend, which, um, yeah, when you, I guess when you play the objectives, you kind of end yes. up not giving away many points. And timing out means that you don't often get the break That's points right. as well. So yeah. it feels like it's a lot worse now because you're so close to it. Yeah. But you've got enough models that you can hold off for a couple more turns. Yeah. I was similar as well. I managed to get the objectives early and, yeah. and oftentimes just use the weight of numbers. So mm. I, I gave up a whole four victory points to the tournament, three yeah. to Henry in the team game, which was. Yeah. Because he that was the one time I got broken, yeah. And then one point in the um the Gondor um banner one because yep. Boromir had a banner. Yeah, yeah, of course. So it was a really good event, and and we had a great time. We got absolutely destroyed as evil players. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of discussion, which we'll talk about in another episode about can evil compete with good. Yeah. This was going to be our time to show that they could. Yeah. Um, not yet. <laughs> yeah. Give us time. Give us time. We'll make it happen eventually, maybe. But the good armies were really well honed for this event. The evil mm. armies were. Uh, the combination of a lot of new players with a lot of thematic combinations mm. that possibly weren't as optimal as possible. Yeah. Um, we had some fun stuff, but even then, like, our Balrog army had generic or cap- generic yeah. goblin captains. Like, our Hunter Orc army had all generic captains. Yeah. We had a spider army. There was just spiders. Yeah. Like, it wasn't Druzag-powered one. I think we had a Druzag-powered one as well, but yeah. we didn't have the best combinations. 
We had a couple dual goal dual players, which is a really powerful list, but they're both no as not no regular bold. players. No, no keep of the dungeons. No Azog, no Bolg. So there, there was some good stuff around, but just the, just the elves and the Gondors and the the um, Fiefdoms and the Tom Bombadils just yeah. destroyed us. I think, I think you add if you add in a Bolg on the evil side and that sort of thing. Oh, then, absolutely. Then suddenly you you put pressure on Imra Hills and you put yes. pressure on yes. those guys. They're going to wipe out flanks of pikemen and those sorts of things. It's yeah, it's a tough one. Because Bolgar Azog could go one-to-one with Imrahil or Boromir and, and get ahead. Yeah, definitely. Comfortably like, beat them. Half the time, yes. So that, that would have made a difference. We lost our main combat heroes. Yeah. But that said, like I don't know if we would have taken them anyway. Yeah. Because the evil side, to their credit, went really well on the theme. And, yeah. and I commend them for that. And the good side, I commend your playing ability and your list building ability, your not cheese. your theme. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't feel... I felt my army... Well, Serpent Horde didn't really have any restrictions, but I didn't feel like my army was too weak at all. I felt... No. I really enjoyed it, and I thought it was a great army, really well balanced. But the couple combinations were a bit like, this is a bit too yeah. much. And look, mine's a strong army. Mm. Like, I, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Like, I've got orcs. Yeah. Orcs are so good. No. Mm. Um, orcs aren't the strongest, but I've got enough of everything. Yeah. I can be pulled apart. My leader's pretty rubbish. Like, it's yeah. a generic ring wraith, but no one could get to it. Yeah. And they didn't know how to, to pull. And I'm I'm very good with getting the orcs to hold up space. Mm. And the Gorgriff Beast to hold up space. So the Gorgriff yeah. Beast wasn't great, but it was a big, big, stop big distraction. And people didn't know what to do against it. Yeah. And honestly, just avoid it. Like, yeah. it's it's not that scary. It Most of the time, it's impact hits don't do anything. Yeah. Like, I'm optimal four plus on two dice. I fail that, like, quite a bit. Yeah. So... Oh, it was a really good event, really good, and it's got me Amazing excited event. about the game. I can't wait to play some more, yeah. get some more scenarios going. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's all good. Thanks so much for coming on, Nick. Oh, my pleasure. And we will at some point have the good players with their rebuttal, and it's going to be all cheers from their side. The, ours was the the sad morning of the loss of the evil side in this yep. island, but luckily everyone died because the island sank. So well, no one can take any of these characters ever again. Yeah, that's right. So Tom Bombadil's dead. Multiple Boromir's are dead. Imrahil's yep. dead. Yep. Um. For next year, I can't wait for still next year. I really hope they do something about the name characters and somehow reduce the amount. Mm. Even if it means mine are reduced, I would love a bidding system or like sign up and choose your characters type thing. Yeah. But I'm sure Josh and Tim are really clever. They'll come up with some really good stuff. They always do. It's, it's such a great event. It, it's just, if you're around, you've got to get to it. Yeah, get to it, get to it. And if you want to run your own sill at your own location, like, Talk to us. We'll put you in contact with Tim and Josh. I'm yeah. sure they can share some ideas. They'll give you everything. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't even talk about how good Tim's display was. The the projector. He had oh, every yeah. round the map up, the colors, everything. um, the the arrangement. It was so well organized. The best event we've been to by far. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm gonna speak on your behalf as well. It was so good. The venue was great at Tim's school, and the, like the common room, so there was heaps of space. Yeah. I definitely want to make some more boards. So Tim and Josh, I normally don't like making boards on order for seal I will happily make a board let me know what you want and it will be done and I will happily paint a new army no you won't <laughs> you can borrow one of mine again Nick <laughs> yeah. so remember listener traps win games except if you're evil at seal yeah and narrative events win the world oh and so good <laughs> bye thank you for listening to the green dragon podcast Please be advised that the Green Dragon podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. 
or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.